Blank check with Griffin and David. Blank check with Griffin and David. Don't know what to say or to expect. All you need to know is that the name of the show is Blank Check. Danger is real. Podcasting's a choice. Yeah, very good. Thank you. <laughs> this is the first one you've been proud of. I liked it in a long time. Hi, everybody. I'm Griffin Newman. I'm David Sims. This is Griffin and David. You did it wrong. This is Blank Present, Check. That was our old name. I force a habit. <laughs> this is Blank Check Podcast. With Griffin and David. Sure. The Blank Check Podcast. We go through filmographies of directors. Yeah, who are who are crazy. And often people who had big success early on and now get a blank check to do whatever they want. Perfect. Film after film after film. Especially with this guy. Especially film this after guy. Film after <laughs> film after film after film. This guy is M. Night Shyamalan. Yep. And this is a miniseries called... Pod Night Shamacast. Great. Got through it all very quickly today. <laughs> and we have a guest. And we have a guest. Oh, my God. Our guest. I'm so excited. We've talked about how we're trying to create collections with our guests. Oh, yeah. Sure. Right? Sure. Sure. Yeah. There's certain pools of people we're, that like we we're respect. It's like we're playing bingo. We're, we're getting playing all bingo. The, we're yeah, trying yeah, to yeah. get the certain lines through. Uh, my favorite podcast, which we've it's referenced a lot on this show. Yep. Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. Uh, great podcast. I recommend to anyone who's not mm-hmm. already listening to it. We had John Braylock on... Uh, our great episode, Revenge the, of the on, Podcast. Yeah, on the Clone Wars episode. Yes, on the, yeah, Tartakovsky. Yeah, it was a great. Episode. Back when we were a Star Wars podcast, yep. and now, now we have our second host of that show. We have two mm-hmm. out of the three. We got mm-hmm. one more to go. But this Woo. is James the Third. Hello, comedian, actor, extraordinaire. Yes, podcast co-host James the Third. Yes, <laughs> who made a brief appearance on the live show. Am I wrong? Yes, yes. I was yes. there. For yes. That. Yes. yes, James yes. the Third. Yeah. Technically, so re- re- returning guest. And you know him guest. at this point. You're comfortable. You know Everybody knows you watched that live show. Him. Everyone knows me now. Uh, now, now this was the second we decided we were going to do M Night Shyamalan, mm-hmm. and we I, we went through. Yeah, no. We, so the second we were talking about it, you were like, "Oh, I know who we need for after." A hundred percent. Yeah, because James, you're you're a big Will Smith fan. I'm a I'm a huge Will Smith fan. Your podcast is about uh, leading black men in major Hollywood films. That's right. And so Will Smith becomes. I mean, he's sort I mean, of. We bring him up a lot. He's the large comes figure. up a lot. Yeah, right. Because. For people of our generation, twenty years, he was the guy. Yeah, yeah. he was the guy. Yeah. And you talk about sort of how, to a detriment, he got so big that everyone went like, "Oh, we got one black guy in movies. We right. don't need and other. We people. don't need anybody else." Yeah, right. possibly the most bankable, at least for fifteen years. There, like for there a good, was a good yeah. chunk of time. I think most there was a solid five-year period where he was uncontested, the number one biggest star alive. For sure. There were times where he was like hovering, but I think, I think it's longer. But go anyway; it doesn't matter. Keep going. Keep I think going. there was a five-year period I mean, where it was like definite, guarantee, like just one hundred mil. He was right. going to knock Boom. it out of the park. Yep. Doesn't matter I, what he makes. I think Ali was his last flop, and then between Ali's not a flop. Ali financially, did fine. financially, didn't do well. That was an expensive movie. Yeah, what? I love that movie. That Great was an expensive movie. movie. It didn't do well. But like year after that, he does Men in Black Two. Yeah. And he doesn't have a flop until seven pounds. Right. Which wasn't a huge flop. I see seven pounds as the end of Will Smith. Like it's like if he makes a movie, people went to see it. Yeah. yeah. That was the end oh, of Oh yeah, that yeah. was for sure. That but, movie was just too fucking weird for everybody yes. to be like, Oh, I gotta go see the jellyfish bathtub right. movie. Yeah. But that's like and it even did better than anyone right. else than in the jellyfish bathtub done. movie yeah. would have done. <laughs> On Box Office Mojo in uh, the category jelly, jellyfish. jellyfish in a bathtub, it's it right. is number, number one. Yeah. And even if you adjust for inflation, it's still number one. <laughs> It is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, But 2002 to 2008, I would say, uncontested. For sure. Like six years. He was the guy. No question. And before that, I mean, he'd already made Independence Day. I would say 96 to, to, yeah, that's the thing. I would say. I mean, yeah, it's like, it's closely tied to like Fresh Prince 
also still yeah. being on the air yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Like it's there's like an overlap there. Mm-hmm. Well, this like is, when he was right. He was the TV star of our childhood. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. This is what I view as the arc. I view okay. So it's like recording career, Fresh Prince. Right. Then he starts doing small roles in yeah. like uh, Made in America and Six Degrees of Separation. Everyone's like, oh, Will Smith, good movie star. Right. Yeah. Then Bad Boys happens, right? right? And this sure. is all sort of like, he hasn't missed at this point. Yeah. So then you go like Bad Boys. Doing great. Independence Day. The, no. Then it's Bad Boys, then Independence Day is like the most successful film right. ever made. Right. It's a big jump. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was doing that like with a my nice hands. Hit. Of all I wasn't time, doing that with my hands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, need, I realize this is a, uh, an audio and medium. Then, and then after that, it's, <laughs> except Men for like Black. a couple, you know, he's got like Bagger Vance in there well, or whatever. This is you my know. point. This is my point is you go like Independence Day, humongous. Yeah. Men in Black. Humongous. Humongous, yeah. right? Then Enemy of the State does really fucking well. For a crappy R-rated movie, it's an okay movie. Right. <laughs> and then Wild Wild West is like a disaster, but, but everyone goes to see it. Makes a lot it. of makes money. money. Yeah. Yeah. But everyone hates it, right? And yeah. it is number one in the Giant Spider uh, category. That is true. Giant Mechanical yeah, sure. Spider yeah. and uh, Villain Without a Dick, <laughs> who only makes dick jokes, <laughs> whose characterization <laughs> is solely based around his lack of a penis <laughs> what a movie that and him is. building... Facimil penises <laughs> out of steampunk elements. Um, yeah. But no, but see, I'd say that's like period one, where it's like, this guy only makes mega, mega movies, right? Yeah. yeah. And then he has a couple flops in a row. Yeah. Right? Then he does like Bagger Vance is, is an all, he makes a couple dramas in a row that don't really connect in the same way. Yeah, but he gets an Oscar nomination. Yeah. yeah. By the way, guys, this is going to be kind of a Will Smith mini episode of this podcast. We like this is a Will Smith careers, movie. But this, this is, is an He's M. the Night dominant movie. auteur yeah. of this film. Um. So he like comes back, and then when he comes back in <laughs> 2002, he does mm-hmm. Man of Black 2, yep. then he does Bad Boys 2, and then it's just like, yeah. hit, 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 hit. Robot, I robot's hitch. in there. Right. Yep. Yeah. Pursuit but, of Happiness makes a ton of money. Yeah. That's the thing I was going to say. And then I Am Legend, which is his second most successful film yes. after Independence Day. But and it's awesome. I love I Am Legend. Yeah, I, I like it too. I, I heard it was bad though. No, it's good. Okay, see, it's good. <laughs> we like I Am Legend. Yeah. CGI is okay. bad. You're the a CGI space space James. Okay, good. Okay. I Am Legend's really good. I, I really like I Am Legend. <laughs> uh, I like it a lot. I'll say I think the moment where he has to kill the dog is the single best oh, acting yeah. moment I mean, of his entire it career. Is. I mean, it doesn't like... A dead dog is like the ultimate. I feel like that's like a trump card you can play for like a big emotion, but it's sure. great. It's but great that scene. is that scene is nonverbal, close up of his face. No, he should have been Oscar nominated yeah. for I'm not. And it's like there's no other movie star who could pull that off. No. Um, but I think w- Pursuit of Happiness is the one that I think really shows what level he was at because like you right. go Ali. Well, it was a drama. It did all right for what it was. He got an Oscar nomination. No one expected to play like a blockbuster. And then Pursuit of Happiness played like a fucking blockbuster. Oh, yeah. yeah. Made $160 million domestic. Right. Like, so at that nah, point, you know, it yeah. was like, oh, he works in any genre. Hitch was humongous. Yeah. And it was like, he can do romantic comedy. He can do a drama. He can do a sci-fi. Whatever he does, it's going to be a, a huge blockbuster. Right. Then Seven Pounds happens. Well, there's, well, Han- then there's Hancock. Hancock. Don't what happens? Well, Han- yeah, I mean, there are but other so, films in between. No, those just Hancock. Hancock. Yeah. But that's the same year, though. It's like Hancock happens. Yes. And it's like, it makes a lot of money, but yeah. people are like, this is the worst. Right. And, and then- you and I are on the same page about Hancock, <laughs> right. which is yes. that it's low-key kind of cool. Yeah, yeah it's I, I agree. Wait, I'm like, on that page, oh, good, too. Good, good, yeah, good. Yeah, I like Hancock. But then Seven Pounds comes out and, like, that same year, and yeah. it's like, oh no, yeah. you know what yeah, I mean? No. Like, it's just like, oh, we just saw two bad movies in a year, you know? Oh, well. Like, and so people. Yeah. So what yeah. does he do? He doesn't make a film for four years. Yeah. Four years, he's off the screen. Now, just to contextualize this a little this bit, it's true. On your podcast, where I'd say, yeah. what episode are you up to now? Oh God, I don't, I don't know. 
I don't. Just I really had an episode know. on the rundown. But we just talked about yeah, we just talked about Men in Black. That's your most recent episode. We just talked about Men in Black. Which I highly yeah. recommend from South by Southwest. Yeah. Oh yes. Right, um, right. But I'd, the first two thirds, I'd say, of your run so far, <laughs> you would at the end of every episode. Yes, I would. I would bring up the movie Hancock and yep. ask if right. it's good. Yep. Right. Braylock okay. would say like, I, I think anything else, anything else, and you would present it as if it was a serious question yes. about <laughs> the film and then it would just be about Hancock. Yes. Then then you finally covered Hancock. Right. 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 You did a live show, you covered Hancock. And so now I'm asking about After Earth. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so, is After Earth a good movie? Yeah, but is After Earth a good movie though? So when that is my girlfriend who listens to this podcast listens to James's podcast. That's the only thing she knows about After Earth. When I said we're doing an After Earth episode, she was like, "Oh, the, they all they keep talking about it on Netflix, <laughs> Catch Up in Hollywood." Anyway, so yeah, when we wrote Shut out up. the list, we wrote down all the Shyamalan movies. We said who would be good guests for oh, these. Right, it was like immediate, no question. No, but I think we're all no, tying yeah. everything together. Absolutely. We're telling a couple stories concurrently <laughs> in an efficient manner. Um, so you were you were the immediate uh, choice. Now, this film, to contextualize the movie a little bit, so it's been four years, Will Smith's off the screen. Then yeah. he comes back and he does Men in Black 3, yeah, which was very safe, yes. right? It's a super safe movie yeah. to make because everyone knows the product. They know that it's done well in the past, but it's also like, it's really weird what they choose to do with Men in yeah. Black 3. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. It is. And it doesn't make uh, enough money in this country. It makes tons of money worldwide because he's a big worldwide yeah. star. Yeah. Well, two things. And also, do you remember his giant trailer that was like parked in Soho? Yes. For, like That was the best. We, we need to talk about that <laughs> a little so bit. so big. But when he does, he does the Bagger Vance Ali run, right? Which is yeah. after Wild Wild West, which I think he feel, felt a little burned by, right? So yeah, he goes he, into And he's dramas. publicly said like, Fuck, I hate Wild You know, that right. sucked. Yeah, he right. Was like, so his response to that was, I'm not going to do another big blockbuster. I'm going to make two dramas, and then I'm going to go back to safe territory. He made two sequels in a row. Yeah. Right. He made Men in Black bad, bad, 2 bad and Bad Boys 2. And it was like, okay, I got the public. This is a zone I know they're comfortable with me in. I'm back on solid footing. Now I can take more chances again. Yeah. Same thing happened after Seven Pounds. He's like, I got to go back to a comfort zone. Four years off, largely developing Jaden's career. Yeah. So he develops two projects at Sony. He goes, I want to make franchises for both my kids. Buys the rights to Karate Kid, yeah. remakes it with his son Jaden, even though the huge film hit. is humongous hit. Huge yeah. hit. People don't talk about this enough. The Karate Kid was humongous. And that is the number one movie in the box office mojo category of older Asian man rubs jelly into a young black boy's chest. <laughs> oh, number one. Yeah. Number one. That's great. Yeah. I remember, I, was, I haven't never seen the Karate Kid totally, but I was watching it on TV. It was like yeah. on TV, on FX or whatever yeah. while I was doing I looked up and Jackie Chan was just rubbing like oils <laughs> into Jaden Smith's chest, his bare chest. That's all I know about that movie. Uh, $175 million yep, domestic. Huge, wow. huge over, like huge. That's insane. That's $360 million. I, and I didn't, see, I didn't see it. It's oh, not, okay. It's not the best. <laughs> it's, it's, but, I think it's fine. It's yeah. fine. I think it's totally fine. It's, it's what it should be. I wanted to see I didn't see yeah, it. I'll say yeah. this. I think Jackie Chan's great in it. Jackie yeah. Chan, is he's a pro. He's a pro, but you he's know, got a couple dramatic funny. scenes he yeah, really yeah. nails. And Jaden is Jayden's like fine. He's good. He's like a cute kid. Yeah. He's he holds like, the screen oh, well. Mom, you yeah, know, that's a lot of that. Yeah, but he's still. That's the thing. He's he's this last pre-puberty performance, and he's great. I think he's very cute in Pursuit of Happiness. Although I mean, like yeah. he's yeah. basically just playing his kid, his dad's but he's kid. Really so, cute you know. in that, and it's yeah. and it's you know, it's nice to see a movie he's where he's really little in that one. though. Yes. Right? he's like eight. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's nice to see a movie where a the father and son actually look similar. Yeah, because rarely we get family casting that looks similar, and it adds a lot of emotional weight when it's like, oh, I believe they're family, right? Because they actually are father and son. But also, they're clearly so comfortable with each other, they're actually fine. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I should say that we're going to go into spoiler territory. Uh, Jaden Smith is Will Smith's son. Whoa. We're going to have to cover that on the podcast. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, 
and 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 uh, you know the the emotions of the scenes are immediate because it's like an actor he feels comfortable because mm-hmm. it's, it's Papa. Absolutely. Uh, I think he does the day the Earth stood still. Uh, Jaden. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Right. right. Which and I saw. Maybe one other movie without Will. Maybe not. Um, um, no. Okay. No, that it's Pursuit of Happiness. Day the Earth stood still is two years after that. Karate Kid's two two years after that. Right. And Karate and, Kid. And then I think, now this, and then now and, after yeah. that. and this, and that's that's that. And then he's done. Yeah. Uh, I think I think he might be retired from movies. <laughs> he might. But the Karate Kid, everyone was like, oh, it might do all right. It did like 50 million opening weekend. Huge, yeah. yeah. And I then mean, like multiplied very, better than its opening weekend. It played to a young market and they yeah. liked it. And you Yeah, know, but I think yeah. also the nostalgia thing. I think sure, people right. liked the original film. Jackie Chan. Yeah. Big gripe of mine, if I can just sidebar for one second here. The film has no karate in it. What? It's exclusively about kung fu. Wait, it's, no. it's, it's, oh, and it's set come in... On. Uh, China. It's set in China. Yeah. And throughout the movie, they go like, I'm going to teach you Kung Fu. I know Kung Fu. Kung Fu yeah. competition. Yeah. They never say the word karate. <laughs> well, I mean, karate just... is a Japanese Yeah, of course sport. it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course it is. But like, I know they're like, well, we paid all this money for the Karate Kid. Why wouldn't we use the title? Because I don't know. It's not about karate. Yeah. <laughs> Call it the Kung, the Kung Fu, Fu Kid. kid? People yeah. will get it. They'll, we'll know what you're talking about. And then it's also true. in that in that zone, I think, look, it, obviously whatever they did worked for them because it made you know, hand over fist. Uh, but uh, I just feel like if you call it the Kung Fu Kid, people go, like, oh, well, it's not even really a remake. Right, yeah. It's like a it's spiritual. whole other thing in line with. It's a yeah. parallel story. Uh, it should be called the fucking Kung Fu Kid. Also, Kung Fu Panda 2 should have been called Kung Fu Panda. This is one of my biggest gripes <laughs> in history. <laughs> but I mean. I'm enraged when I think about I'm, it. Yeah. No, that's good. I agree with you. Kung Fu Panda. Yeah. The lady I'm I'm dating, the other night she asked me, she was like, do you ever get mad? And I was like, oh, yeah, no, I'm a very angry person. And <laughs> she's like, I don't about? see it. And I was like, yeah. I mostly get like angry about movies and stuff, like on my podcast and stuff. You don't see it. And she's like, like what's something you get angry about? And the first thing I thought of was like, they didn't call it fucking Kung Tu Panda. <laughs> that was the first well, thing I thought about. I'm annoyed about Now You See Me Too. I'm really yeah, annoyed that about one that. Yeah, that one drives me crazy. Now You Don't. Yeah. That's uh, what it yeah, should be called. You don't. Yeah. yeah. How do you call yeah. it Now You See Me yeah. Too? Yeah. You know what? I would even settle for Now You See Me Too colon Now You Don't. Yeah. That would, like. I would settle for that. I know that would that would be hilarious. Just, also, yeah, is it now longest. you see me too? T O O. No, we'll and, I, and that, would that, <laughs> that would be better. That would be better. Yeah. That would it's be better. It's just a fucking number two. Here's another oh. one, and this is a bit of a reach because the other ones we're saying are so obvious. They obviously it should have been Kung Fu Kid, yeah. Kung Fu Panda. Now you don't. No yeah. question. Everyone agrees on those three. Here's one that's a little more of a reach. Scooby Doo Two Monsters Unleashed. Uh-huh. I really wish it was called Scooby Doo. Oh. Yeah. No, I would be. I, I mean, would be that'd on board be fun, that. right? That'd be fun. Scooby Doo would be fun. <laughs> okay, anyway, we're talking about After Earth. <laughs> Even just call it Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo. Yeah, but yeah. I like Scooby Doo because it's funnier. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, that's fine. Okay, so After Earth. Gene Smith, right. Will Smith is like, I'm going to make my kids movie stars now. Right. Yeah. So, but yeah, he made Man in Black 3. It was what it was. But this is in the time in between. In the time in between Seven Pounds and Men in Black 3. He makes, he produces. Jaden yeah. a star. And he. He buys the rights to Annie for Willow. And that's, they're going to do that. And then she doesn't want to be she in She decides she doesn't want to be so in right. movies. Right. Cast convention Wallace. Yes. Yeah. Um, but so then he comes back to the big screen. Men sure. in Black 3 makes a ton of money. I don't know if you guys know this, but like there was this thing where the New York tax incentive the, for uh, film production was going to expire at the end it of was, that calendar yeah. year. It I was know. up for reevaluation. And the thought was they're going to vote it down. And the tax break is going to be smaller than it has been in the past, right? Because yeah. you know Bloomberg had you know encouraged a lot of film production in this right. city. Yeah. So whatever year it was, I think 2011, right? It was like December 2011 or 2010 or whatever. 
and they had like a Men Black 3 script, but they weren't really happy with it. Will Smith was like, not, he was like, this isn't a workable shape to start filming. But they knew they had, okay, it starts out present. They go to the 60s. We have Josh Brolin cast. That's, that's the basic premise of the movie. Yeah. And they went, what if we just shoot the first act of the film? The stuff with Tommy Lee Jones, he has a scheduling conflict. If we start the production within 2011 or 2010, whatever year it was, we'll get the tax break. We shoot that. Then we shut down production for two months, work on the script, and then come back and shoot the other stuff. So they were like, let's lock down a first act that we can't change before we have the second <laughs> and third acts written. the rest of the movie. Because a really complicated time travel centric. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So they do that. <laughs> Then they shut down production for two months to work on the script, and two months later, Sony's like, okay, uh, Will, uh, <laughs> you know, timer's up, we gotta film the movie, and he was like, I don't think the script's ready. And he had ultimate say, and they couldn't start the movie. So for like two more months, Will Smith had eight writers working simultaneously to try to crack uh. the second and third acts of the movie, and they were paying the crew and the cast to not work. They had uh. them on hold. That's and why like, the movie cost like two hundred fifty million dollars. Yeah, it cost yeah. an insane amount of money. And We're, then there was the aren't shit we doing with like an After Earth episode. But I think all this is important. Well, yeah. Then there's the shit with the trailer. Yeah. The where huge he had a trailer. trailer that was like a city block wide, and these yeah. people like complained and had it towed. Right. Yeah. It just has. There's not a. There's a lot of negative energy aimed at Will Smith. Yes. Right. 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 A guy who at this point had been like uncontested America's favorite. Yeah. Like everyone loved him. You know, and even people who weren't like huge Will Smith fans were like. And guy's charming. Yeah. Or they were like, yeah, he's in some good movies. Like, you couldn't find someone who was like, fuck Will Smith. Sure. <laughs> you could not find someone who said that. And now there's starting to be a fuck Will Smith thing. It's like, why is he pushing his kids so hard? Yeah, yeah the kid thing, there was a lot of the Scientology talk was then starting to happen. Then there's the Scientology right. thing yeah, happening. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so he starts hanging out with Tom Cruise a lot. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, like, Scientology principles start floating around in conversations, interviews and stuff. And when asked point blank, he's like, look, I'm a student of all religions. Right. Which he'd right. always said, like, because he is this guy who, by all accounts, is sort of like an omnivore for knowledge. Yeah. Like, he's just fucking studying everything all the time. Will Smith wants to be, like, Galactus. Like, he wants to, like, <laughs> absorb everything, be the most physically fit, and know everything in the world. So, like, as far back as, like, 2000, I remember reading interviews with him where he was like, I find these principles of the Jewish faith interesting. I read about this in Buddhism. You know, I don't practice anything that specifically, sure, but, but he's I like donating sort of to Scientology. Now he's donating right. to Scientology. Causes. And I mean, school, to like, he opens that school. He, he opens, opens like a, a charter school or something. Yeah. And they're all using study technology, which right. is something that L. Ron Hubbard uh, pushed, right? Yeah. And Scientology just, you know, a basic thing, it's like, you know, a pyramid scheme disguised as a religion <laughs> created by a sci-fi writer. But the core of it is the set sued. of psychological <laughs> principles, right? That he had submitted to like psychiatric journals, and he was yeah. like, "I think I figured out a good way to make the mind work." And everyone was like, "You write dime store novels, <laughs> go eat a turd, Elron." And he turned it into a religion. Dianetics is the core of those principles because I—that's important glossary to establish because we're going to be talking about dianetics a lot in this episode, <laughs> a lot. Uh, so yeah, Man in Black Three. There's some weird mojo going on. The movie comes out, kind of a mad response. Some people like it, some people hate it. Does well, but costs way too much. But now he's back, right? He's back on screen. What's he going to do? Jaden has a huge hit under his belt. M. Night, meanwhile, at this exact same time, is coming off of Last Airbender, which also uh, made a tremendous amount of money. Yeah. And some money. But was hated by everyone. Everyone hates it. Swept the Razzies. And the three movies before that, people also hated. Yeah. So M. Night's at this real, like, nadir. Uh, yeah. Where, like, on one hand, he's still kind of bankable. 
because mm. his movies haven't lost money that much, like other yeah, than right. Lady in the Water. Right. right. But on the other hand, it's very clear the bloom is off the rose. Yeah. And like he's starting to become a bigger deterrent. And I, you know, I said this in that interview we did with Pascastro Reed, but I remember the moment where I saw the Lady in the Water trailer in theaters. And the trailer came out, there was only ever one trailer. It was a teaser. It had an old Devo song. It was all images, Paul Giamatti under a sink, whatever. And the audience was like, what the fuck is this? Like, I saw the opening night of some movie. It was, like, right, sold out. Right, and then out. M. Night yeah. Shyamalan came on the screen. It said, a bedtime story by M. Night Shyamalan. And I heard the entire crowd go, ooh. Yeah. And suddenly like, everyone, they like. They want to see, like, they're like, oh, I'm interested in that. I thought that looked stupid, but if M. Night's doing it, something weird's going on. Yeah. yeah. Well, things have changed. 2010, I see the trailer for Devil. In the, yes. The yeah, movie about yeah. Satan in an produced. elevator. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And the trailer's coming up, and people are like, oh, okay. It was kind of like, yeah, elevator cool. creepy. It looks like a good little B thriller, yeah. whatever it is. And then it goes from producer M. Night Shyamalan, and everyone laughed. Yeah. 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 I, and I was in a theater, everyone groaned. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. The, like loud yeah. groans. And I don't know a single person who saw that, that trailer in theaters in a packed house who didn't hear either I, a groan yeah, or a laugh. Yeah. And it was like, okay, within four years, like that shift happened where now his name is like an immediate deterrent. Yeah. And even they pushed him hard on Last Airbender. Like, it was an M. Night Shyamalan film. He was out there doing press. Like, he was doing fucking Kids' Choice Awards and stuff, you know? Yeah. And then, like, this movie, Will Smith comes to him, right? Will Smith's like, Jaden had a big hit on his own. I'm ready to take Jaden to the next level. I'm and gonna... I saw that TV show, I Shouldn't Be Alive. Right. So <laughs> the story is that Will Smith sees an episode of I Shouldn't Be Alive. What? And has this idea of, like, you know it would be a good, I'm trying to find a movie for me and Jaden together where I can, like, pass the torch to him. You know, put Jaden in, like, a big movie. And he had this idea of, like, that's a really interesting concept for a movie, which is he saw some story, you know, that he jumped off from of, like, a father and a son who get in a car crash, and the father is, like, debilitated. In, like, the mountains, yeah. 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 And the son has to go out on his own and find help to rescue the father. Yeah. I agree. I think that is a good idea. Yeah, that's a, a cool it's idea. Fine. It's fine. That's I mean, good, it's good a good idea for like a sparse. It's a starting point. At yeah. Least. It's yeah. a jumping off spot. Yeah, but you go, okay, father-son relationship, emotionally, like that's deep, right? Like yeah. father-son movies almost always work. Yeah. If you invest that, that's like, that's a good starting oh, yeah, point yeah, for an yeah. emotional There's a lot of sure. movies about father-son stuff. Put it that way. A lot. Yeah, and I'll say there are a lot of father-son movies that I think are shitty, but yeah. they still get to me. Yeah. Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like I, I, I'm angry that I'm getting I, worked up. I didn't even know that I liked father-son movies until Netflix recommended a category to me, father-son emotional dramas. Yeah. And I was like, oh, wait. Oh, yeah. All my, all these movies that I love are father-son yeah. movies. Yeah. Um, so he, he has that starting point of an idea, and he brings it to some writers. And then at one point, he goes like, wait, I think this idea, the core of this idea could be a lot bigger. What if we make this a sci-fi thing? They get this writer, Gary Whitta, who had written the Book of Eli at that point. He had, yeah. And I think he comes in with the other half of this idea, which is Earth, a thousand, thousand years, years after yeah. we've left. Yeah. And it's now uninhabitable. And in fact, it's, it's a hostile environment. And so what if you do that idea, the son has to rescue the father, the father's stuck, the son has to come into his own, which is very metatextual of like, I'm going to literally let my son become the hero of the movie. Yeah. I'm going to be stuck under a rock, and my son has to become the leading man. Right. Um, it was going to be called 1000 AE, mm-hmm. and then he went to M. Night. He went to M. Night, and he apparently had always been wanting to make a film with M. Night. M. Night had a film that he was yeah. close to making, yeah. 
You know had, who's going to be in it? It was, I know, Gwyneth Paltrow, yeah. Bruce Smith, Willis, Bruce Willis, and fucking yeah, Bradley Cooper. That? I feel Bradley like Cooper. I remember that. What was that movie? It was like, I, we don't it know. It was a secret movie project. That we yeah. never known about. Yeah. But he had those four people, and this is like big Bradley Cooper. Yeah. He had those four people locked in to do it. And I think, like, the bloom's off the rose. The nature of the conversation, we don't know, and we will never know. But I imagine what happened was... Will was like, make this for me, and then maybe we can make that. Was like, you're in a bad place right now. Yeah. yeah. This is going to be an automatic hit. Right. If you direct this, you'll get your clout back. Right. But so, what if, of course, it's Shyamalan. What does he have to do? Film, what, film in Philadelphia? He needs to write it. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 So he, he, write, he, he wrote, you know, he took the second pass of the script. He did a rewrite, yeah. yeah. But it's the it's he, he's all, he's, he's credited. credited. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. But it was the first thing that he didn't develop. No, it's the first movie that it he wasn't his came idea. On. It wasn't his idea. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, Will Smith was gonna be in like a Katrina movie, and he had to pull out of that. The can American can, yeah, which sounded very interesting. Yeah. And then he tried to get uh, Denzel Washington to take over it, and then it just never got made. Yeah. Uh, and indeed, yes, this movie was half shot in Philadelphia. Half shot in like Costa Rica and Utah, like cool places like that, for the alien landscapes. Uh, what are you doing? With, what are you? What are you doing? I'm pulling up something. <laughs> oh here. my god! Yeah, <laughs> he's got his stupid Amazon X-ray thing. Amazon X-ray. By the way, I'm now an Amazon employee, so please uh, rent all your movies uh, yeah. on Amazon, uh, Amazon and use that Amazon X-ray. That was how I watched this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I watched it on iTunes. Go Apple. Okay. Well. <laughs> Eat a turd. <laughs> uh, producer co-writer Will Smith envisioned After Earth as a multi-platform franchise, including books, graphic novels, and interactive video games, uh, which they, would all inform about everything ideas. these yeah. days. But they did release like four paperback novels of the extended universe. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, I would be, I would read that. I didn't know that happened, so I didn't read any of that. But I would read that stuff. Uh, sure. There, there are. What does it say here? There, there are a couple books. There's a series of spin-off novels subtitled Ghost Stories had been planned. Uh, they weren't released. But then there was there was a Bible. There was like a Katai's journal. There are books you can find. But let's oh, get man, to I the gotta... movie. Well, I just want I, I have two additional things I did. God damn it, Griffin! <laughs> Original screenplay was written by Gary Whitta, yeah. based on idea by Will Smith. M Night Shyamalan did a few drafts of the story, and Will Smith, by the way, has story by Will Smith he has a credit story on this credit. Yeah. The other two people they had rewrite the film were Stephen Gagan. Sure, he rewrites everything. He's like a Academy Award winner rewriter. for Traffic. Yeah, and Mark Bowl. Yeah. Academy Award winner for the Hurt, Hurt Locker. Locker, yeah. And I'm like, Shyamalan, Academy Award nominee. So you have like... But Gagan and Mark Bowler are guys who rewrite everything. Like, you yes. know, they... I mean, who knows what they do. Yeah. Oh, the two After Earth books are called After Earth United Ranger Corps Survivor, Survival Manual. Oh. So that's a fake manual for yes. the Corps. Yeah, the other I want one, this book. <laughs> After Earth Katai's Journal. Yeah. Um, Where's the other part of the, First of all, when did he have time to write the journal? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Is it just, just him being like, you know, a uh, tough day at school today? Like, is it yeah. pre? Is it an yeah. early journal or is it? Um, this is the last true effect I want to read. And this one I think is important. Who knows how real this is, okay? But this this knocked me back. And it's not surprising. But to hear this stated so bluntly and confidently. What? Although not credited on the finished film, co-writer producer Will Smith was responsible for much of the movie's direction. Mm. While M. Night Shyamalan was primarily in charge of the blocking, composition of shots, placement of the camera, and the visual aspects of the film, color and design, it was Will Smith who personally coached Jaden Smith in his performance 
dictated the development of the story and on-screen action. After mm. both the story and acting were heavily criticized, Shyamalan decided to take the blame. What's the sourcing for that, though? Who knows? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You, that's hard to uh, The source on this that. one is IMDb Trivia. Yeah, IMDb Trivia. <laughs> I want to make this clear because we now cite yeah. them a lot. IMDb Trivia is literally sourceless and yeah. anyone can add to it. Oh, it's there a scum of... There is no way to back a, it up. A, 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 a hive of scum and villainy. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I do think there's probably something to the idea, at least, that Will was... Had a heavy investment in his son's performance. I think right? he's the dominant yeah. voice of this film. I think he's the auteur. So let's let's get into the movie now that we've set the stage. Great, bad movie, two stars. <laughs> kind of like it. I yeah. <laughs> I I don't hate this movie. I feel the same way. <laughs> it's probably the best movie Shyamalan had made in quite a long since like The Village. I would say in terms of like you know it has like a story with like a beginning and an end. Yeah. You know it moves okay. It's a little boring, but it's yeah. you know it's got a little suspense. It's got yeah. a little bit of yeah. fun. Looks okay. I was like when watching it again, I was like trying to find stuff to not like about it cuz cuz I know everyone doesn't like this movie. <laughs> but it was hard. It was like there was I could find some at the beginning and then after a while I was like I can't find anything anymore. <laughs> you know, like I I I had to watch it was I'm kind of with you, James. <laughs> I think this movie's kind of boring. Like boring. I think My that's big hit on that's as big as slight is yeah. it's like a little it's a little inert. Yeah. A little inert? But I don't it's very inert. Well, but it's not like I don't find that many things in the film that are like egregiously bad. Yeah, like there are very few moments where I'm like, "This is terrible." Yeah. I'm just like, no. "This is less engaging than it it's should or could be." Yeah. Mediocre yeah, to like, bad. It's like kind of good. <laughs> no, I, 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 like I, a, I feel like that's another way of saying kind of good. <laughs> I, I, all right, I, this it's is C gonna be this B is gonna be it's like you know it's like it's, it's gonna be a battle episode. I think I, I can't go on. This is not kind of good. See, you can't give it a C ben, plus. Ben, help me out here. Would you, what would you give? I'm, I'm I'm so upset right now hearing this, guys. This movie fucking sucks. Okay, what? all right. Okay, okay well ben. we just say, let's create some context. The voice yeah. you're hearing right now is our producer. Yeah, producer me. Ben, Hi. aka the Ben Deucer. What's up? Aka producer Ben. You know me. Aka the poet laureate. <laughs> A.K.A. Mr. Positive, oh, A.K.A. God. the Haas, right, A.K.A. Birthday Benny. Nope, we never call him Professor Crispy. Don't you dare, Professor Ben Kenobi, Producer Ben Kenobi. Oh my God, we call him Kylo Ben. Ben, you yep. take the volume down on this. But here's another thing we call him. Uh huh. The tiebreaker. Yeah, that's oh, right. The tiebreaker. Now, what happens if the tiebreaker is part of? He's the part tie? of the tie. Oh. Yeah, when he makes it the tie. That's a tough call. I don't, I don't know. know. We got to say hello, Fennel, for now and, and keep mm -hmm. the argument going. That's right. Let's start with the beginning of this movie. Because I think this is the worst part of the film. I want to start at the beginning. The I think it's the worst part. Absolutely. I agree. Worst part. Where yeah. they're just like, okay, so uh, we left Earth and then we went to another planet, but there are monsters and they can smell fear. And so we have ghosts who can kill the monsters because they have no fear. Got that? Great. Like, that's the beginning of the movie, This right? is also exactly how The Last Airbender starts. It's true. The just Last so Airbender starts. like, yo, let me catch you up. Yeah. Okay, all right. It starts with a little girl who shouldn't be the lead of a movie <laughs> in terms yes. of ability and right. charisma. Right. Doing a very, very dry voiceover narration about, like, 4,000 years ago, four tribes existed. And it's just this montage of scenes that you're like, can I see that? Yeah. Like, I, I wouldn't even hate this part so much if... Like the moment that they weren't choosing to show from later in the movie was the part where he's, you know, uh, yeah. paralyzed. It's like, is he's is he thinking this right now? Am I supposed to believe that? Right, right. At this moment, he's thinking this. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what the opening of this movie should be? 
They say in the like narration, Will Smith like, taking out an Ursa or whatever. Right. Yeah. They say That's like my my father, General Cipher Rage, which we'll spend Great an hour name. talking about that. <laughs> no, we won't. <laughs> but they they say like my father, General Cipher Rage, was the go- proudest of them all. He had no fear. Uh, the you lack of fear makes you a ghost. Yeah, what right even is away? it? What is the accent what supposed is to be? It, <laughs> it sounds a little like Catherine Hepburn. <laughs> sure. They right. all are like, oh, uh, listen like, to me. Like a, an American received pronunciation. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's supposed to be some sort of like pan global accent, yeah. right? Yeah. Like they're aiming for no accent in particular. Everyone's is different, though. Everyone's like, is different. Everyone has a yeah. different one, which but is weird. That doesn't make no sense. No one's is quite right. Everyone's yeah. got an accent where you're like, wait, what? Who's this person? But when we say Everyone, they're the four members of the family in this film, right? There's yeah. Will and Jaden, and then there is uh, Sophie Okanedu, and uh, plays his wife, yeah, yes, and Zoe, and Zoe Kravitz. Kravitz plays the dead daughter, yes. Which I just quick faint praise award if I can hand it out. All well cast in terms of resemblance, and, and, like, yeah. and uh, Kravitz and Okanedu are are one of the best mother daughter on screen. They look identical. There's yeah. a shot it's, they're in together. Crazy. Where it's like the only difference between their two faces is the little bit of Will Smith you need to put in. Yeah. Like it's <laughs> such good casting. Yeah, it is. They have nothing to do in the film. Nope. <laughs> Not but, at all. But they look incredible next to each other. Yes. Um, so the four of them all seem like they're sort of trying to do the same accent. This like combination of Catherine Hepburn and the Canadians from South Park, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, you're my buddy guy, you're my guy buddy. <laughs> They're all sort of doing that. I feel like every other character you meet in the film isn't doing an accent. Like the pilots. Yeah. The other core. No. Yeah, they're probably just the talking in oh, yeah. a voice. The guy, the guy who like is missing a leg. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah he's standing me up. Yeah, stand he's me just, up, sir. Yeah, like an Ameri- he has an American act. Yeah, just he, a- like, well, <laughs> very American. Yeah, no, but you yeah. also have Christopher, I don't know how you say it, Hivju, I don't know how you pronounce his name, but he now is in Game of Thrones as Tormund Giantsbane. Okay. And he plays the guy who, he's like, where the Ursa is chained up in the ship. Oh, yeah. He's like to Jaden, like, do you want to see it? And stuff. Okay. He's like Swedish. Yeah. And he's yeah. using his Swedish accent. Right. Yeah. And like Chris Gear from You're the Worst, I mentioned him. He's yeah. one of the pilots. He's English. He's yeah, using an English, his English accent. accent. Like everyone's just doing whatever they do. Yeah. I do think the idea was like, oh, all of Earth, it's one accent now for everybody, right. but we all speak in English. But yeah. it's also like the four of them seem to be the only ones really committing to making some new accent as opposed sure. to other people using their own accent. Right. And it's like from the get go, you're like, they shouldn't have put this on this kid. Yeah, because it's no, very, it's hurting it's very his performance. Yeah, he's so a much. very natural performer in yeah. Pursuit of Happiness in uh, Karate Kid, and he's yeah. like so stilted and yeah. stiff and bad in this movie. I, I mean, yeah. to me, that's yeah. the main reason the movie's bad. I, I mean, he's think seventy percent of the movie, hundred percent. You also kind of feel like that's part of how he's direct, like yeah, kind totally. of like kind of like the future, the weird, like trying to separate yourself from fear. Absolutely. It's kind of what leads to that sort of stilted. Right. He's supposed to be playing someone who's trying to like disassociate, you know, almost like Spock like, right? Like be yeah. like uh, entirely like without emotion. Well, okay. And this gets in the Dianetics thing, which is the the core of Dianetics as like a philosophical, like a, as a psychological principle is that human beings are weighed down by like past trauma. Mm-hmm. and regrets and their memories and stuff like that. And the thing that Dianetics aims to do is, like, remove those things from your mind. And they claim that if you do that, you go clear, right? Yeah. Scientology is a religion based on those principles and, like, an active process to try to help people go clear. And if you go clear, they say you can accomplish anything. Mm-hmm. You just become so focused and so productive. This was the premise of Matt Patches' piece. Have you read that piece? No. Uh, Matt Patches, past guest mm-hmm. on this show, wrote a whole piece about how, like, this is a Scientology movie and Cypher Rage is, like, clear, theta, clear. 
Like, yeah. He's like the yeah. ultimate yeah. stage of that's science. The like, that's the that's the reading you could make of this movie. Yeah. And that's why they say, like, you know, I mean, there are many reasons now, why they try to recruit movie stars, but one of them is that, like, for actors, it's very appealing if you go, like, hey, we can, like, strip away all your baggage. Right. And you're just balanced and can approach any project and jump into it. Can you know? I say something against this? Because a lot of people have said that the idea that this is a Scientology movie is stretching it, and I agree that it is a little bit. Uh-huh. Because his whole emotionless thing is, like, the villain of the movie. And yeah. it's conquered at the end of the movie. And at the end of the movie, they're like, you know what? Let's go work with our with mom and like not do this anymore. That's what I find yeah. fascinating about the movie is I don't think it's like a pro Scientology like propaganda movie, but I think it's a movie that is so based in. I think Will Smith and his like relentless pursuit for like human perfection, right? Yeah. To become like the ultimate human being, I think got into Scientology because of that like promise of like we can make you go clear. And and by the way, the Scientology talk has like really died down the last couple of years. Yeah, I think after this movie, he really sort of backed knew, away like, from. Oh, it. Yeah, yeah. Well, Nobody also like that. though, there's been there have been quote unquote official statements now that he never was a Scientologist. Like you know what I mean? Like not like right. but coming fr- coming out of Scientology. G. Yeah. People are saying like, well, he officially. never actually officially like signed the document. Yeah. Right? I think I think he was fucking around with it a little bit. Yeah. You know. <laughs> and I think this movie was coming from a point where he was like, not like I need to teach the learnings of Scientology, but was like, I'm really into these ideas right yeah. now about going clear, all that concept. Um. Yeah. And so it's this idea that if you fucking if you don't have any fear, is that they focus on the one emotion for the sake of this movie, but like you don't have any fear. Then these the Ursa the aliens can't see you, right. and then you can do anything. Now, yeah. one, this is kind of dumb, but whatever. Agree. Agree. But two, <laughs> oh yeah, because they can't see; they can only smell emotions. Right. Two, right. it's the thing where they're like, like oh, Kit so Fisto. we got to like this Kit new, Fisto. we got to this new planet. Like All right, like Kit Fisto. We got to this new planet, uh, Nova Prime, and like, oh, nice place. Except the aliens have designed. Uh, a, a race that could kill us perfectly, like perfect hunters. Yeah, maybe they not. Were blind. Maybe not the best planet to live on. Yeah. Well, no, but also like, oh, they're perfect hunters. They are blind. Yeah. Mm, go back to the drawing board with these guys. Yeah. Like, give them eyes so <laughs> yeah. that they can see. <laughs> that yeah. would be a good thing to kill humans with, because yeah. you know humans are very visible. Right. We're not invisible. Right. Yeah. So smelling our fear is the yeah. like, and it's just immediately you're like, oh, what is like, what a dumb premise for a movie yeah. right it's also the fucking phantom Menace trilogy thing where if you start a movie with five minutes of fucking nonsense terms i haven't heard before my brain sort of just shuts off yeah if like the opening of your film is like the ranger corps have been killing ursus for five thousand years <laughs> right ghosting was a thing that cypher rage could and i'm just like, like, i don't the, know i don't, I don't know, know what you're talking about yeah. it's done a montage there's the one shot they give you of like will smith walking through a field there's an ursa there and he just like a fucking badass like throws his knife out, stabs a thing, and they go like he was the ultimate ghost, you know? Yeah. Cool. Show me that fucking scene. Yeah. Like you could do all of that visually. You could drop me into an exciting action scene where there are a bunch of monsters and a sure. bunch of rangers, and then big hero shot. Will Smith comes from the dust. The audience cheers. Yeah. Right. right. I mean. Oh yes. my god! <laughs> they're gonna kill him. What's going on? How is he not being killed? Stab, 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 and someone goes, "He's done it. He's eliminated fear. He's become a ghost." That conveys everything this fucking opening narration sure. is trying to get across, yeah. and it also would be entertaining. It would be to a lot more fun. <laughs> now, it's still the problem is like in this movie to be a hero who's like a total badass, you have to be really boring because right. it's yeah. like you're emotionless. So oh, it's just opposite- Will Smith, super cool, being like you know, but it's like no face, no expression, no emotion. It's a movie about dad. 
You're bad dad. <laughs> yeah, right. You got to be bad dad to well, be a good yeah. ghost. Yeah. yeah, you got to be a bad dad. So is this that's Will the father Smith? son thing? You right. Know? Yeah. Is this Will Smith thing? <laughs> that's where it kind of you yeah, know that's gets you. It's you know, the with buttons. the father son. Yeah. So is it him saying to Jaden like, look? I know I'm not around all the time. I know I'm a movie star and I got to do all this stuff. But hey, like, you got to do that to be a movie. Like, is that, is that that? Is that what's happening I, I here? I think, and Will has also said in the past, Will, I'm on a first name basis. Will, yeah, yeah. Will, uh, you know. Bill Smith we'll has said in the, podcast, in the past. By the way. Will will come on the podcast. <laughs> uh, Bill has said in the past, Billy, um, that he, like, had said, when people were like, did you force your kids to go into show business to, like, make movies? And he's like, look, I told my kids. And this was before it seems like there was a bit of, of a life reevaluation from him. We'll talk about that sure. at the end of the podcast. Right. But this was like a couple years ago, around the time of After Earth, I think before it came out. He was like, I just told my kids very plainly. I said like, yeah, Willow, Jaden, which let's talk for one second. I, let's talk. I just want to acknowledge that. He called his daughter, named his daughter after himself and his son after his wife. Yeah, yeah. kind of yeah. a good bit. It's a good bit. It's a good bit. <laughs> it's very consistent. It's very consistent. Good bit commitment. Um, but he uh, said to them like, by his own words, right? Uh, look, you can do whatever you want to do, sure. and I'll support you in that, but I'm not going to be able to help you because this is the only thing I understand. If you want to be a, an astronaut, good on you, but I, I don't understand that. Yeah. And so there was this pressure of, like, if you want to have a relationship biz, with me. Right. But that's what it sort of sounded like. It was like, if you want to have a relationship with yeah. me, you got to do what I do, Yeah. which does feel like the subtext of this movie. Sure, but there right. also is this counterintuitive Classic thing. Classic father-son dynamic. Like, I want to live up to my dad's standards. Right. and yeah, sure. But the counterintuitive thing is, like, what's the number one thing? If you cite, what makes Will Smith such a great movie star? Guy's just got charisma. Yeah. This movie is about, I want you to follow in my legacy, become the next me, by being bland and emotionless. Yeah. By yeah. being a total blank slate. Being a cipher. Or and and by being like by being a total blank slate, except when you are like hyperventilating, yeah. which is in ins- it's such a stark uh contrast. Mm-hmm. Right. That like it's it's you it's hard to even watch that. Like it's hard to even watch those scenes. Watch yeah. that because you're like Ugh. Yeah, this is this is just frustrating. <laughs> he's and like dumb. so yeah, he's yeah. like so frustrated yeah. and so uh uh Take any? hyperventilating yeah. that you're like, I can't. Deal. Take any. The, the two the two main characters. Okay, for the listeners at home, I'm taking a knee. Uh, <laughs> the the two main characters in this film, who are on screen for ninety percent of the movie, like there's probably a combined thirty lines of dialogue not uttered by these two characters. Yeah. Right. Um. The two main characters have two emotional states the entire film. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> and hyperventilation. <laughs> like that's kind of it, right? Um. So the, the opening, the opening, there's the whole thing, and then it goes to like Jaden. He's running and he's sure, training, yeah. and they go, "You're not being passed as Ranger." Goes home to dinner. His father's the legend. His mother seems very warm and caring. She she's, she does a good job getting across emotion in very limited screen time. But you're <laughs> yeah. like, oh, she seems maternal. She seems nice, right? <laughs> right. Uh, Jaden announces at dinner that he's not a Ranger. Will reacts as badly as someone who they're, doesn't have emotions they're can They're eating react. with these three-finger chopsticks that I was very fascinated by. It's <laughs> yeah. like three-finger clears chopsticks where it's just, I love sci-fi movies where they haven't thought the world through, but they're just like, I don't know, 
this future chopsticks, right? <laughs> like it's a third chopstick. Like that's 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 their whole idea for a future a future eat a future cuisine. My favorite thing like that is in Battlestar Galactica how the paper when they hand each yeah, other has, documents has the uh, corners cut off. So it's just like an octagon paper, but it's <laughs> yeah. literally just they like cut the four corners yeah. off of the paper. And they it's must like, have like by the fourth season been like oh, stupid. Fucking fucking hell. Where's paper. the where's the cutting thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There was Jesus. one PA whose job was probably just. Got Mom, that paper. Dad, great job. Great news. I got an internship on my favorite TV show, Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> what do you do? I sit in a basement all day and I cut the corners off of off a of printer paper. Oh boy. Uh they freak out. And then uh so I, mean, I don't think he should be a ranger, though. He doesn't want to be a ranger. He's like no. he's first of okay, but the first thing, he is faster than everyone else. Very fast. But Very fast. he is like Two times smaller he's than a, all of the other cadets. Yeah. It's he's like why is he? Kid. He should still yeah. be a child. He's yeah. a, he's so small. Yeah. How, how old was he when this movie was I made? Think Fourteen. Well, he, he looks about he was, twelve. The whole yeah, time I'm like, yeah. he's he's a he's a twelve year old behaving like a twelve year old. Yeah. I feel. He was born in ninety eight. He's probably about twelve, thirteen, thirteen years old. Yeah. 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 Maybe fourteen. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, I mean, we say that he doesn't have emotions in this film, but it's all bottled emotion. Like you can tell yeah. this kid. Wants to Kitai. express his emotions. Kitai. Kitai Rage. That's his name. Wants to express his emotions. Cannot. Which means he's probably not a good choice to be a ranger. Yeah. No, and like when the guy is, uh, Glenn Morshar plays the like general or whatever, mm. and he's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, you're, you know, you're good. You can run and stuff, but then you freak out in the field. So I'm not going to promote you. Yeah. It seems very logical yeah. to me. Good decision. A, good decision. Yeah, and this I, is also, a kid. You can, you can imagine the extra line of dialogue being, I'm doing this for your own good. Yeah. Like, you don't want to be a ranger. Right. A, you shouldn't be a ranger. B, I think you don't want to be a ranger. <laughs> and he you said, just, and your you dad know, wants you to Kitai be a ranger and you like, want to oh, make Oh, my dad's dialogue. coming home. It's really right. important. And he's like, so yeah, say yeah, hi to your dad for me. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. Now, I want to present a theory quickly. Mm-hmm. Call me crazy. I think Jaden Smith doesn't want to be in movies. <laughs> sure. <laughs> like, period. Just Period. Ever. Yeah. I think he did the first one. It was like, hey, do you want to be in a movie? You play my son? Sure, fine. Why not? He does it. He gets a lot of attention. He's a little boy. Right? You're just, you're clay at that point. You're Play-Doh. Oh, you want to do an alien movie? Sure, why not? Hey, you like kung fu? You practice kung fu? You want to do kung fu with Jackie Chan? Sure, why not? You know, but like, now the pressure's starting to get to him. Yeah. And now everyone goes, okay, Jaden, now their expectations. You have to try to take over the legacy and have 20 consecutive number one blockbusters. (laughs) And he's like, hormones are kicking in. He's a teenager. You never want to do what anyone tells you to do when you're 13. And suddenly when you're 13, they're going, we're going to bank $250 million with advertising included and this promise of like video games and novels and comic books based off this thing. They hired like Peter David, who's like a famous comic book writer, to write a 300-page Bible of, like, all the, like, texture of the world yeah, so that they could, like, delve into it and hand, like, elements off to different writers to, like, write additional supplemental material. And I think he's just, like, every night going back home and going, like, I don't like any of it. Right. I mean, we should, in in 2013, he sought emancipation. Yeah. With the permission of his parents. Oh, yeah. In court. At the age of, like, 15. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then also never made a movie ever again. No. No. And it's just like a teenager who wears like a white Batman suit and like tweets crazy <laughs> yeah, stuff. Yeah, wears and, like, burlap sacks and stuff. He's cool. He's doing and, like, his models. Thing. Like, yeah. He just does whatever He's he wants. I mean, it's like, why would you want to be in a movie if that's what your life? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. Why would you want to? Why would in you want a job? Like, why, you? Yeah. 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 
yeah, you don't need to do a job no. if you don't if and, that's your line. And, and he tweets, is, he tweets in, oh, in in like you know capitalizing every yeah, yeah. He's, he's a fucking savant. Uh, and, if you want to uh, have a great time, Google uh, a Garfield Jaden Smith tweets. Oh, I've oh seen yeah, that. Uh, it's it's one of my favorite things on the internet. But someone just took Jaden Smith, Smith tweets and placed them onto Garfield strips, and they're incredible. Um, uh, yes. Um, also, uh, this movie's bad, and everyone made fun of him for it. He won a Golden Raspberry, and uh, he's bad. You guys are making the face of like, "Oh, David's being oh, mean." Come what, on. What is no, no, it's bad. It's it's really yeah, I know. Like, is, is it good? Because, good? but like, no, because, because it's a good movie. This, like, I do think it's stuff. interesting what you guys are saying. Like, the the, this is a movie about a kid who doesn't want to do something, being told like to do something, like <laughs> yeah. in the movie and out of the and movie. Out yeah. Right. movie. Yeah, yeah. And and like, I don't think Jaden's particularly great in it. But yeah. I think especially he's bad, bad. I think the capital the, B A D. I think the accent is a nightmare. Yeah, it's a problem because it's like that kid's not experienced enough and skilled and trained Andy, enough as an actor to be able to deal with that on top of the emotions he's asked. Yeah. And he's also like not acting with anybody or yes. anything. Like yes. right, there's nothing is there. Huge, with it. huge problem. Right. So, Very good like, point. Right. He, Probably he, mostly like green screens. Yeah, and like, mostly yeah, green yeah. screen. Yeah. and then and lines being spoken to him. Off camera. Yeah, he you barely know? interacts with another actor yeah. and, on screen. And as we've said, the lines being spoken to him are probably from Will Smith yeah. on set telling yeah. his son exactly what to do. Right. right. It, it's the ultimate, a, like, stage dad. playing a character that is doing the same. Like, we, we talked about the duality of, like, what's happening in real life is what's happening in the movie, right? Yeah. He wants to please his dad playing a, a kid who wants to please his dad. Like, right. that. Right. W- I don't know. Well, no, it's, yeah. you're right. There, there's some layers. Here. And, and there's I just want to say, additionally, not just like he's playing off a of nothing, yeah. you know, that he's like in a green screen room. Sure. But also he's playing off a of nothing and mostly doing physical acting. Yeah. Like he doesn't have much dialogue. So like even doing that level of like action acting is really fucking tough when they're just like, take two, jump. Right. Take two, take three, jump. And you're just jumping and you have to like track the emotions of where you were before that, yeah. doing these little segmented pieces. It's like they're putting him on the advanced ropes course, yeah, right. which is essentially also what this movie's about, where the kid <laughs> isn't trained to be a ranger and then is asked to do, like, this crazy mission. Yeah. But you go, like, I Am Legend, which we all agree Will Smith is amazing in, and you yeah. look at that and you're like, that's why this guy's a movie star. Right. Because the he's first hour the and screen. a half of the right. movie, he's dealing with no one. He's yeah. talking to fucking mannequins. But if, were, but if that were Will Smith's, think about Will Smith's, Early career, right? If that was his if that third was his first, movie, yeah, you'd be like, no, there's no, no. way. He, it would, it would have been terrible. You it would got, have been yes. awful, <laughs> horrible, horrible. And it's just like they push the kid prematurely in the situation he couldn't deal with. Yeah, which is exactly what the movie's about. Yeah, and I just think now watching it, like at the time, I think a lot of the backlash was like, is Jaden gonna get pushed down our throats? Right. Which is also weird that people were that against it because they also they had loved the Karate Kid so much a couple years earlier. Right. But suddenly, the second this movie was advertised, and Jaden is first billed over Will, right? Yeah, which everyone was like, "Nope, not not that's not the order we wanted." Yeah, in. yeah. <laughs> that's nope. the big problem. Like people probably had going into this, yeah. so they're like, "Oh, Will Smith movie, cool." His legs are broken. Wait, he doesn't Minute leave. Twenty. He doesn't leave yeah. the ship. He just yeah. talks over an intercom. He's for also the whole not going to be smiling. Yeah. We're not going to yeah. see him smile ever. Yeah. Okay, I don't like this. Yeah, li- literally the last he's thirty like seconds the of the film. He's square smiles. in the <laughs> universe, he's not a, the world. Yeah, he's, he's playing just some herb. He's playing all the things you hate about your dad. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. He's playing bad dad. Yeah, he's playing bad dad. Um, but like to put all those things on top of Jaden. 
I think Jaden's not good in the movie. No. But I don't walk bad. away from this going like he's a bad actor. Right. I'm like, no. this was a t- no, an awful task. Yeah. I agree with that. No, for yeah. sure. I mean, like, like I said, he's a very natural presence in the other movies. And like it's not like he this is the end of his like I, I think he could never do a good performance. Yeah, yeah I like that's that a bad scene. circumstance. I like that scene that he has where he's before he jumps, when he's freaking out, yeah, and like, I like that's that scene. that's a good. It's also that's a good cathartic scene because it's like okay, finally someone in this movie is actually saying like how they feel, yeah, rather he's, he's than just like you know four clicks away, there's going to be a do, log too. Yeah, yeah. Like you want to see him like break free of his dad's thing, right? I think at the time people hated it so much because they were like, "Are we gonna have to watch a fucking billion Jaden Smith movie?" <laughs> watching it now, knowing right. that we're in a climate that, like, if Jaden Smith, no more. yeah, if he's in a movie again, it's because he wants to be in a movie, right? Yeah, like they're not forcing that to happen anymore. And watching it now and looking at it as a movie about the failed attempt to make Jaden Smith a movie star, ending with the line of "I think I want to work with mom instead," yeah, like kind of makes it emotional in an unintentional way, yeah. Like, the movie ends up being a decent Jaden Smith biopic <laughs> with the yeah. uplift at the end that he, like, got out from his dad's shadow and just <laughs> fucking flew on squirrel wings and did whatever he wanted, so he flies on, presumably. So let, yeah. speak, let's just run down the plot because it will take three sentences. Right. Okay, so we're at the point where, where Sophia Kanodu says uh, you should take him on a mission. Yeah, she says, take him on a mission. He he wants to be with his dad, and, you know, he looks up to you, blah, blah, yeah. blah. So Cypher takes him on a mission. They go on a spaceship. Spaceship hits an asteroid. Let's mention field. Th- there's an Ursa on the ship. He, they're a bunch of yeah, fucking yeah. guys. Isn't this an extremely dangerous yeah. mission? If there's an Ursa on the, stri- on, on the ship, yeah, it's like an Ursa in an Ursa. It's for egg. like Ursa testing or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Ursa. Yeah, <laughs> dumb name. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. Grunt though. Sorry. Oh, that's yeah. Grunt. Though. Yeah, that's a yeah. Grunt. Grunt though. <laughs> Um, uh, but yeah, they just got this life. Ursa. Everyone's like, hey, hey, "You think you Check can it go? Out. It's an Ursa. Oh, it's Rage's kid. Well, you want a fucking Ursa?" And then he like tries to touch it. The Ursa freaks out. Cipher Rage comes in. Da 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 da. The hidden crashes. asteroid yeah. field. Ship crashes. Everyone dies except for Will Smith, whose, whose legs leg are broken. Cipher broken. Yeah. and the, and Katai, the kid. He has to go to the other end of the like the other end of the ship. Landed a hundred kilometers the away. The tail of the plane. The tail. He's got to go over there. Get a beacon. Yep. Uh, Earth's really scary. It's evolved to kill us. Okay, so that yeah. moment where he goes, I guess it just goes, has some animals. Yeah, but he says, "Well, that's what's annoying about this." I thought that was yeah. going to be a twist. That it's like, oh, it turns out Earth actually isn't evolved to kill us, and Earth's very nice. I was waiting for that too. Yeah, yeah, because there are all these moments of like when you just see like nice. You yeah, know, it's very pretty. Foliage and, you know, birds. And it's like, oh, Earth is actually. This movie's pretty idyllic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it might be another one of those half ass like the happening yeah. M. Night, like, allegory things. Because it begins with, like, oh, pollution and we left the Earth because we ruined it. And it's like, oh, look, we left and now Earth's really nice again. Like, yeah. we were the problem. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, it's pretty lazy. But there's that moment. I mean, that was the crux of the trailer was they went, like, son, the planet we've landed on is uninhabitable. Everything on this planet has evolved to kill human life. What's the name of this planet? It's Earth. And then they go yeah. after Earth. You go, kind of an interesting idea for a movie. Yeah. We yeah. come back to Earth. Earth has become like a danger zone. Yeah. And then it just feels kind of like just, just in like a forest. Like yeah. it's just yeah. like. There's like some monkeys. There's a tiger. Yeah. Right. Some birds. Like, like the fact that he goes out of the. He goes out of the ship for the first time, and nothing immediately attacks right, him. Yeah, right. that's like you're like okay, and he well, can breathe. And he, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. And he has to take the little. He does tablets. take the things. Put yeah. the liquid. But, yeah, but, but yeah, it's like we know he's not going to be able to breathe. That's one thing. Yeah, but then for it to not be like a, a vine immediately, like sure, right, right, right. <laughs> like, like, like yeah. then you're like, 
Okay. okay. You, yeah, want, you want fucking it's just a Audrey hike. too, like eating him from the yeah. second he steps off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Audrey too. Audrey too. Yeah. That's it. It should be governed by Audrey too. Yeah. yeah. Well, also, not enough movies with Audrey too in them. True. Let's say that. That's true. <laughs> the, I, the the first thing that tries to get him, or the first thing that scares him on the planet, is a spider that <laughs> just crawls onto it. Like. Yeah. It's not even trying it's to bite like him. It's just like a little tarantula or something. It's just a tarantula, <laughs> and, it's get, and that's it. Like, that's, I mean. And it's not even an evolved spider. Right. It's just like, just a normal spider. <laughs> so, and then you get to the rest of the animals, and they're all CGI, but they're all just yeah. like a it's little. just like big bigger. animals. There's like yeah. a little. Yeah. Well, and then like, the other thing is that the earth supposedly freezes every night or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But it basically just seems like it just gets cold because the sun goes down. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like. Like, that's never a huge problem in this movie. I don't know. It's also, like, just the landscape itself just looks like, oh, yeah, that's just It's just the jungle. With more yeah. more vegetation. Yeah. Right. Like, it's just a greener earth. That's what the rainforest looks like. Like, you want the moment where, like, when he steps off the ship, it's insane. And we yeah. go, like, oh, my God, I can't the fucking believe. The sky's red. He does end up in a volcano, which is the other Scientology thing people got obsessed with. Because that's, yeah, like, a Scientology symbol. Yeah, that's the cover of Dianetics. Is, oh, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. they and say that our so past memories are held in the gnarly, volcano. Right? Yeah. Like, because he has to, like, climb a volcano. Yeah. Eh, that's a little hard. <laughs> but, but it is, like. But, like, also a bird rescues him at one point and just, like. Puts him in with the well, babies? After trying to eat him, though. I, it's the bird does try to eat him first. Yeah. But why does she... Because he kills that. the saber tooth. Right, kills the saber right, tooth. Right. Yeah. And all of her her chicks are dead, which yeah. is sad. But the, <laughs> we should never have come back <laughs> to Earth. <laughs> no. After Earth. Can I do, can I do a brief Earth. merchandise hmm? spotlight? Uh, okay. We haven't done one for any of the M. Night films. We used They're to do this merchandise heavy a, films. A, a Phantom Menace. I'm podcast. sure Last Airbender must have had some toys. It did, but they were just shitty. Yeah. Here's, the, here's my Last Airbender merchandise segment. It all went to clearance. Now, here's my segment for After Earth. Uh, they were like releasing all these books and like trying to make all this stuff, right? And they announced that a toy company was going to make toys for After Earth. And everyone okay. was like, Ooh, man, because they'd only been like the teaser trailer at that point and the idea, yeah. and they were like, I bet there'd be some crazy creatures in this movie. Yeah. Like toys of like the sure. fucking, what are these monkeys going to look Ursas. like? These crazy creatures. And then at Toy Fair that year, which is the big convention where they reveal all the products for the year, like the company had on display, they were like, here's our After Earth line, and it was just one doll Ugh. of Katai. Ugh. Like you didn't even get a Will Smith, you didn't get the creatures. Everyone That's was like, it, the whole thing? We don't, we don't want fucking... We don't want yeah, a Jaden. We Jade. don't care about Jaden. No one wants a Jaden action. Jaden. He's a thir- he's a thirteen-year-old <laughs> boy. Yeah. It's true. He's just no a, wants- a kid. It was just a sad-looking boy. And then he's in a bodysuit. It's not like he has a cool gun or like yeah. armor yeah. or whatever. I mean, but the bodysuit was cool. Kind of cool. But like, yeah. what it's did, helpful. But what did this toy have? I mean, could the toy do it all this stuff? It couldn't change color. No, it just up. No, it was just one. Monitor his heart rate. Does it become like a you know what are those things called? Yeah, the the flaps. The flaps doesn't do that. No, it's just like one of him. Have the the, the cutlass, the cutlass. Yeah, but I think unextended. I think when it was what? just like <laughs> a rod. So yeah. There's no, you can't press a button to make it. Well, well. So what is, happens is they, they show co- it, they show it, and everyone's like, "We don't want this," and they're like, "Oh, okay, canceled." And they just never released it. Oh. But like everyone at the time was like, "Why wouldn't you make toys of the creatures?" And then they saw the movie and they were like, "Oh, because oh, the creatures Christ, aren't that lame. fucking good." Yeah. What? All right. So let's talk about the cutlass for a second. Yeah, I want to talk about that. Got to talk about that cutlass because it's the ghost weapon, right? <laughs> yeah. And it's this like rod that like turns into different spiky kind of. Thing. It yeah. has the needles of like that thing that's like the grid that you can put your hand on and make yeah. the imprint. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it can turn into various shapes. Yeah. You know what would be a really good weapon to kill those Ursas that like are really like big and scary? 
gun. Gun. You can shoot <laughs> yeah. them yeah. from afar. From a, right. yeah. yes, a distance. Then you wouldn't need someone who like needs to suppress his fear to walk yeah. among them. Why don't you just shoot them with a gun? Yeah, Did we purists. like come out? They're purists. They're like David Blaine. Yeah, they like no, close up fighting. There are no guns in this it's true. future. That's true. You don't no see gun. one. So yeah. maybe we just decided to give up on guns. That's yeah. a yeah. fair point. Yeah. Um, but you know, maybe when we encountered the Ursus, we should have been like, "Let's revisit the gun yeah. rule." <laughs> yeah. like, maybe we can have guns for this. Just Ursa guns, maybe. But the rest of this movie is just Will trapped, mm-hmm. slowly dying, right, bleeding sure. out, yeah. watching on a screen because there's a camera somewhere on Jaden's body. But the yeah, placement of the back, camera is like back. It's in the backpack. Thing. Yeah. But sometimes he's seeing over his shoulder. Yeah. Sure. Sometimes he's seeing, he's seeing when he needs face. to see. Like yeah. Um. And, and so it's literally like. Will behind the monitor watching the raw footage, going like, "Jaden, do this, do this," like directing him off always camera. Jaden is not doing it. Yeah, yeah. like he's, he's like, "Chill out," and Jaden's yeah. like, ah, ah, ah. Yeah. "Take a knee." Well, take a knee. He won't take a knee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely don't climb that cliff face or jump I, off of this waterfall. He climbs that fucking cliff face. <laughs> he jumps off that water. Um, that's the thing. Like, I just I went through a lot of things I think don't work in this movie, but I still kind of think, despite it all, this movie kind of works. I mean, it's just that I have all these heartstrings, and there are these moments in the movie where they just pull on those heartstrings. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like the jumping off of the waterfall is one of them. And then the part where, like you just said, he doesn't listen to him the whole time. Right. And then there's one time when. He can't hear him at all. Yeah, I like this scene a and lot. And he's saying all of the things that he wants him to do. Right. And he comes to those conclusions on his own. And it's like, that's, that's those decent... two moments, like, everything Nodding. else aside, it's like, whatever. But those two moments are like, oh, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My, my anger, my, the things that make me angry in this movie are only because I think this movie could have so easily been so much better. Yeah. You know? Where it's like, okay, if you're going to do, if this is the idea of the film is the the son having to rescue the father, then maybe the way to do it is the one where it's the, you know, I can't believe I'm alive or I survived thing wherever. Where it's just simple. It's they're on a mountaintop. Like, yeah. 27 yeah. hours Because style. the second you get into all the mythology, the background, it, totally. you devote all this time that takes away from the emotional crux of it. Right. And also you're making the characters now motionless robots, right? Yeah. Or if you want to make the film that's like humans land on Earth a thousand years after we left and it's crazy now then that's not the storyline, I think, to link up to that. Right. Don't make it just one kid wandering through there. You know, like, I think it, it the two things are fighting with each other. Right. I like both ideas enough that there are moments where the movie works for me, but I also am frustrated that I can't just see the two separate movies where each one is executed yeah. to their fullest. I would even like this movie more if, like, Will Smith... His leg was broken, but he went with him. Yes. Like they went together. They had like right. a, a floating stretcher, like a hollow yeah, stretcher. So, yeah, something that yeah. Something that that put them in the same space. Where they could have FaceTime. Like, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, a way to see each other and, yeah. But look, I, is the juice worth the squeeze? No, but that moment where the microphone moment. goes out yeah. and Will's going, God damn it. Take a knee. Right. And yeah. then he independently takes a knee. And fucking Will Smith's a great actor. Yeah. His reaction in that moment is like pretty beautiful. Where yeah. he's like realizing that his son actually, you know, has within him to be the man. I I don't disagree. Here's my problem. Yeah. Like, I mean, the whole movie is basically like he needs to conquer his fear. He needs to be able to defeat this Ursa. We know like that at the end of this movie he's gonna run into that Ursa from the ship. We know that's yeah. like the but they're like he's basically freaked out for three quarters of the movie, and then he runs into the Ursa. He's freaked out then, and then suddenly he's like, suddenly becomes a boom, ghost. like he's got it. Yeah, and but then it, but that's they, it. So, but this is in defense of the movie. Please though, go ahead. They, they, 
he tells him how he ghosted the first time. Sure. At, before this happens. That is true. Right? And, and he's having all the, he's, he has that weird spiritual, he has that dream where Zoe Kravitz is back and, mm-hmm. you know, and she is, t- is she's sort of guiding him from beyond. And like, because all of those things have happened, I he believably ghosts at the end. The first time I saw it, I was like, I don't, I don't know. This but is the, the first sec- time but, I saw this movie. I'll but admit. The, but the but this time around, I was like, no, hundred percent, he ghosts right now. Like yeah. this is he he and, and it takes a. It's not right away either. No. It's like it. No, no, he has to. He has yeah. to get some real shots in before yeah. he's able to finally ghost. Can we talk but, about okay, the, the Zoe Kravitz element? Because I think that that's the only element of the story we haven't talked about yet. Yeah. I guess so. So they, it, there's oh, a thing right. where- Classic right. Shyamalan, this right. part. Yeah, because every, every Shyamalan movie is about someone focusing on their career more than their family and losing them in one way or another. Yeah. Divorce, drifting apart, or death, right? Totally. This movie's weird because it's told from the perspective of the family who's lost the dad in a way. Yeah. Mm. Who's like been drifted away from. Yeah. But all of them are about this. And I even realized, we didn't talk about this last week, but it hit me like watching After Earth last night. Last Airbender, the fact that he rewrote it to make it the reason Ang left is because he wanted to have a family someday. Right. Is very telling. Because yeah, Seton yeah. said that wasn't in the fucking cartoon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was just chasing a butterfly. And then M. Night made it like, if you can't have a family. Right. Why would you? Why live? Yeah. But let's never talk about The Last Airbender again. <laughs> sure. Yeah. We we talked about The Last Airbender for maybe- Five minutes. Five minutes. We couldn't Seen talk just, about yeah. it. Have you yeah. seen it? I have not seen it. It's like, it's it's actually unwatchable. And it's not unwatchable. A, It's not the worst movie I've ever no. seen. Yeah. But it's maybe the most pointless, non-existent it's film I've ever yeah. seen. Yeah. I remember, I didn't watch the show regularly, but I remember the show being something that was fun. Yeah. And so like everyone's reaction to the movie, I was like, I can't even try. How could you, yeah. Can I say this too? I know I'm going sidebar in a sidebar, but can I say, M. Night's movies used to be funny. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Sixth Sense has a lot of jokes in it. Yeah. And, like, he's really good at building the tension and then cutting it. Science is, like, a laugh riot. Like, science, he, like, the village is funny. Village is funny. But here's the answer. And let's not forget Wide Awake. Wide Awake has the thing where the kids asleep and the movie's called Wide Awake. But let's not forget Wide Awake. I mean, fucking hell. Uh, I never want to talk Lady about Lady in the Water. Lady in the Water. Tons of comedy. Too good. Uh, yeah, maybe to its detriment. So maybe he, that's when he pulls back, he right? He trips it way back, and how the movies have become- The Happening has Mark Wahlberg talking to a plastic plant, though. Right, yeah. which is pretty funny. Yeah. It, and it, they, like, duck under the, but that the comes, wind. Yeah. <laughs> which is yeah. I don't know if he was going for funny you know, with that, that part. That part's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but the talking plant thing comes so late in the film. Because, like, the other ones, he sets up a good balance early on. And the talking yeah. plant thing, I remember when you got to that scene, when we got to that scene, I was like- is he in on the joke or not? I don't right, know yeah, because he yeah. hasn't made a joke yet in this film. Last Airbender and After Earth are so dour, yeah. so humorless, right? I think there's yes. one joke. And Last Airbender, based on a property that is funny and like yeah. whimsical and yeah. charming. And, you know, for kids. You know, for kids. Uh, but anyway, back to, back to this movie. Um, the, the backstory is that Zoe Kravitz was his sister. They were in their apartment. Talking to dad via Skype, right? Blowing out birthday candles. Nova yeah. Skype. And then somehow an Ursa came into their apartment. Yeah. He right? walked in. He rang the doorbell. Yeah. They opened the door. It was like, oh, it's an Ursa. They what were like, can you hold on one minute? <laughs> they closed the door on the Ursa. Zoe Kravitz is like, okay, there's an Ursa here. I'm going to die. You jump inside the small terrarium. <laughs> That we could probably both fit into, right. but... If we really thought about it for a second. Right. Also, we have a small terrarium in our apartment. 
So Jaden jumps inside little Jaden, who the actor's name is also Jaden. Oh, that's great. His name is like Jaden Hawkins or whatever. Uh, I believe, yeah, I'm just going yeah. to find it out. Who uh, yeah. looks like Jaden Jaden did at that age. Yeah. yeah. yeah they gave him the hair. Like, they like, did that you know, for yeah. like the audience of like, we know what Jaden looks like. We know, we like. saw that movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we saw that fucking movie. We know what he looks like. Um, so yeah, and you know, obviously Cypher is not there to Cypher's defend Cypher's not them. there and, and Kravitz takes the fall. Like she, yeah. she dies protecting it's, her. And butt. you see her getting uh, impaled yeah. for a yeah. second. There. It's horrible. a little brutal. We yeah. see it a few times. They keep showing this. And there's yeah. that fantasy sequence where she's suddenly like skinless or first. Yes. You know, like you see like huge wounds on her face. Yeah. Yes. Now here's a storytelling principle I believe in very, very seriously. Okay, it's like the Andrew Stanton rule for me, which is uh, Finding Nemo opening scene of the movie. Here's Marlin. Here's his wife. They have nice banter. You engage with them immediately. They're well-written. They're well-performed. Then the Barracuda comes, kills his wife, kills all the babies. Nemo. Opening credits. So from the time the movie starts, you understand why Marlon's so neurotic. You understand the emotional weight of everything. You carry that with you in every scene. Years later, Andrew Stanton makes John Carter. John Carter starts, and here's just a man, and he's closed off, emotions or whatever. And they reference his family, and you go, okay, I mean, I know what fucking happened. Yeah. But right. they wait until an hour and a half into the movie to give you the flashbacks. And they give you the little pieces. And you're like, I know. Don't think you're smart. And you're going <laughs> to twist me. And I'm going to know. And then they reveal it to you. And you go, right, well, I knew that. But without seeing that scene, without experiencing as an audience, you don't feel for the character. Yeah. And so the whole first like hour and whatever the movie's a wash. And this movie makes that fucking mistake where it's like opening scene of the film should be Will Smith fucking Battlefield ghosting. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Then he's on the ship. And he and gets the news. He, he No, he, he Skypes with them. Right. Oh, yeah, sure. And then it it's happens. the birthday. Yeah. Right. And, and then, then from the Skype, we cut to in the apartment. Or he watches it on the Skype, whatever it is. Maybe he sure. watches yeah, it he on the Skype. It. Yeah. And then we go, boom, after Earth, start with Jaden Smith running. The movie would be so much more emotional if we had that scene yeah. from the get-go. Because we know the entire time. The first time they show you a glimpse of Zoe Kravitz. Right. And then there's a part where Sofia Okonedo says, like, you know, he still hasn't gotten over it. It's like, she died. We know. Yeah. Don't think you're pulling one over on us. Yeah. It's like when they when they do finally show it, the thing that we really get out of it is the discussion way later of, like, why couldn't you ghost? Or, like, when they yell at you. know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's t- but, like, but as far as the event itself, there's no need to keep it a secret like that. Absolutely not. And, like, you see, you, the other thing you get out of it is, oh, wow, this is graphic and it was pretty terrifying. It impales her. If that was the opening scene in the rest of the movie, Jaden's this bottled, you'd be like, okay, I get it. Right. Yeah. He yeah. watched that happen. He's not expressing a lot, but I understand it. I get the character. Right. Um, and, and I also think the device of that one scene where he comes to her when, when, uh, when she comes to him when he's sleeping on the riverbed yeah. on his, like, little raft, and she starts speaking to him, I'm like, they should have fucking used this device more. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. this movie, you need to have him talking to people. Yeah. His sister's personable. His sister actually is like, yeah, like a little bit like fun. Zoe Kravitz is a pretty warm She's actress, actor. you yeah. know? like, But she like exudes Whereas, a certain like, level of warmth. Will is bottling everything up the whole time. Right. So like have six moments in the film yeah. where he's freaked out and, and Zoe Kravitz comes to him and like- I know. mean, it would- Right, because like the way the way they do it now is like we just see, we just see his memory instead of right. like what would be cool is if like those memories were like there was just more, there was a more back and forth. There yeah. was like more. There was a scene instead of a yeah. Right. Cover. So right, we see the little pieces of all the same moment. Yeah. Which if you're gonna do flashbacks, so it's different moments of their relationship. Yeah. 
show us her fucking getting killed at the very beginning, and then either do flashbacks to different moments that solidifies their relationship, how much of a loss this was for him, also gives us some fucking like emotional connection. Yeah. Or have her appear as like a figment of his imagination a bunch so that he has an actor in the same frame to play off play of. Off of. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But it's still kind of a good movie. Yeah, kind of. I it's mean, kinda, still kind of. It's a kind of like low-key okay movie. I mean, like, despite the fact that like the uh, like the Ursa we don't even really have to deal with until the end. Like, he's dealing with He's already tarantulas. gotten the beacon. Uh, yeah. yeah, he already has He already has the thing he, he was it. trying it's, to get. It's yeah. going. It's yeah. broadcasting yeah. already. And then the Ursa fighting is like an afterthought. Yeah. But yeah, until then, it's monkeys, tarantula, and a leech. birds. A leech. A leech. Yeah. Not Single even leech. multiple Which leeches. almost fucks the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's like almost the end of the whole thing. I kind of like that scene too, where he's got to administer the shots. That scene has some genuine tension. To yeah, that it. scene's cool. It, it, I agree, just because there's a ticking clock and yeah. Will Smith is sort of barking orders, like "roll yeah. over on it." You know, yeah, yeah, that's a good scene. This scene, this movie is more put together than like the last four Shyamalan movies, and it has more tension. Yeah. And the CGI is not quite as bad, although it's kind of flat. Like, it, it's not it's bad, not, but yeah, it's not yeah. great. But also, why not make the things look crazier? You yeah. know? Like, yeah. who cares? Yeah, it should look crazier. It feels yeah. like they And went, Earth should be crazier. Audrey, too. It, felt, it feels like they went too realistic with it. Where yeah. They were like, well, in a thousand years, it'd only be this much change. Right, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But guess what? It's a movie. Yeah. <laughs> why set it on Earth a thousand years after we left if it's not going to be horrible? You're right. I mean, the first thing should be the sky should be red. Yeah, the sky's red the and sky's a red. vine chokes it. Yeah. Like, like yeah. that's mm-hmm. like yeah. that should have been the immediate first thing that happened. Welcome to after. Here's like here's, yeah. right, there now, we go. I yeah. know they like the idea of uh you know this being a two-hander and it's just Will and Jaden. What yeah. if there were like three other people I and also they get think picked off work. one by yeah. one? Yeah, and yeah. then Jaden's the only survivor yeah. and Will Smith, you know, Cypher finally has to be like Okay, all right. You know, like rather than like from the get-go, he's just like, okay, legs are broken, you got to go. Yeah, have right. three other rangers. So if you're going to make a movie centered around a 14-year-old kid, get four 14-year-old kids so none of those 14-year-old yeah. kids have the entire movie yeah. like resting on their shoulder for every fucking shot. But they wanted to go in yeah. with this. I really think they were like, that's how we sell this movie. Is It's yeah. like this is this really intense two-actor movie. And it's a passing of the torch. And yeah. I think he bet incorrectly that audiences wanted to see that. Okay, yeah. can I tell you guys uh, uh, an idea I have to fix the movie? Yes, okay, Ben has great ideas. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, ben should Always. be, Hollywood should pay him a million a yeah. year. Hey, guys, come on, email me. I'm, I'm happy to punch up those scripts. Okay, Ben, wait, here are your punch-ups for After Earth. Okay, so I feel like the main distraction for me is Jaden is, he's, a, he's playing a, a, a character in a time in your life that is, you're the most annoying person ever. Agreed. Sure, yeah, right? right. He's right at that sweet spot, 14, <laughs> oh, ugh, the he, worst. He's so whiny, he's so uh, just annoying. It's just, it, I, I couldn't, I was so distracted by that the entire time. So my feeling is to just make it so that it can maybe have some humor and just be kind of like, I don't know, more interesting is why don't you make him like future emo or future goth? Ah, uh, sure. You know, because then later. you're like, yeah, okay, I see why this kid is such a brat and annoying. You're saying lean into it instead yeah. of like trying to overcompensate, make it like he's really in a bad place. Make phase him the Jaden that we know now. Right. Make yep. him wearing a, a control panel confessional t shirt. <laughs> <laughs> control panel confessional. 
So I don't know. I feel like that would have <laughs> made me, it ben. a lot more interesting. <laughs> That's your suggestion? Yeah. What make about- him goth or yeah. emo. <laughs> yeah, make him goth. Look, hey, make him goth. Let me Hashtag say, make him goth. We'll, we'll sell make him goth shirts in our store, which we haven't that, established yet. That would have made it more interesting to me. You right, know? Right, if he was rebellious rather than just, I want to make Sully. dad happy. Yeah. yeah. Because like his big, his best moment, as you said, is when he's being the most rebellious. Yeah. Is when he's freaking out and saying like, "You weren't there. That's why she died." But it like, but it, but it connects that that energy to something. Whereas like before, he just feels like a kid who is scared, yeah. you know, and it, who is too scared. Mm-hmm. But like, like if we had some semblance of like why he is that scared, like he's seen these things in action, yeah. Then that you know, I don't know. That would that would tie it all up. That would tie it all up. Uh, at the end of the movie, he the fucking ghost gets the beacon. And he kills the Ursa. Yep. And then, and then like the movies like wrap it up because like all M Night movies, this is a ninety minute movie basically. I yeah. mean, it runs a hundred, but again, the credits are like eight minutes of it. So. All his movies are ninety minutes long. Yeah, he makes yeah. short movies. Last Airbender, which had a lot of mythology and has large sections, not just in the beginning, but where there's just like narration, and then they gloss over four scenes that feel like they were <laughs> shot in their entirety. Like, part of me wonders if they did shoot the whole opening action sequence. Yeah. But uh, yeah, maybe, I feel know. like he then just gets in the room. He's like, it's got to be 90 no matter what. Like, he's. Look, if this he movie never was goes longer, up- it'd be worse. It's a boring movie. Like, longer, not better. A redistribution of time. I yeah, mean, no, sure. Yeah, no, I think it depends on in what way is it longer. Yeah, right. You know yeah, what I mean? mean like, yeah. it, like, if you guys are saying, right, there's that whole action sequence at the beginning, yeah. then yeah, yeah, it could be longer. We need that. That'll yeah. make the rest of the movie feel shorter. Right. If right. you put that one thing in there in the beginning. Um,. That's the thing is, like, this movie could be, like, it, assuming they did shoot more of that sequence, I feel like this entire movie could be made 25% better if you just took it in the final cut and, like, yeah. reassembled it a little bit. And also, like, if he would have had another moment to ghost, like, yeah. if there was more than one Ursa. Yeah. Where he you know? tried and failed. Yeah. Yeah. That would be dope. That'd be cool. That would be cool. Yeah. We, we yeah. got a lot of ideas, guys. Yeah. It's good. But still like, kind of. I mean, still kind of good. I it's mean, like I will still... say, like, uh, the movie started and I was like, oh, I can't. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't like brutal. that. And then, the, and then the more it went on, the more I was like, okay, I take back what I was. <laughs> They're pulling at my heartstrings. They're pulling at them. So early in the movie, they do the thing where, like, the, a guy comes up and he's got one leg and he's in a, a floating space chair. And he goes, like, Cypher Rage, I want to thank uh, you. Diego my Kladenhoff, life. who's in, like, yeah. Homeland and stuff. And he yeah. goes, like, sir, stand me up. And they go, sir, you can't. go, stand me up. And they stand him up and he salutes, right? It's a decency. The end of the movie, they get in the rescue ship. They come in. They get Cypher and Katai. Two broken legs, Cypher. Two broken legs. Yeah, he stands on two broken legs. Yeah, he's uh, <laughs> he's on he's on this bed. Uh, Katai comes in. Uh, we haven't talked about this ever. M. Night always has one poorly placed horribly executed slow motion yes, sequence he does. in every single movie. Uh, Wait, which one was the one in this? It's when he sees his dad on the bed. It like goes into slow motion oh, as yeah. Katai's walking and like people, in. And some people are walking fast and other things are yeah. slow. Yeah. But he always does it in he, this no, way in that the looks happening, like... It's when the kid gets shot in the head and Mark right? looks like, no. Like, in, yeah. in Lady in the Water, it's one of the scrunt moments yes. with story. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, you're right. he, does that, he does it in every single... In, in Unbreakable, it's the moment when he comes up behind the man in orange. Oh, right. Yeah. But every single time, it feels like he didn't shoot it as slow motion. Right. He, like, in post was like, can we just slow it down? Yeah. Because there's a difference between if you, like, shoot more frames, and it's like you get a nice fluid slow motion. Like Wes Anderson, like a nice fluid slow motion. And this just feels, like, very herky-jerky. And he's done it in, like, nine of his 11 movies. Well... 
uh, that moment plays. He sees his dad. His dad sees him. He goes, stand me up. They stand up. It mirrors the salute thing. And then he, he doesn't fucking salute. He comes in for a hug. And they cry together. And he goes, dad, I think I want to work with mom instead. Right. And they laugh. And that's the very end of the movie. Literally, I'm written and directed and produced by him or whatever. You know, like yeah. it cuts to the end. This movie does horribly at the box office. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, let's talk about it. I love talking about horribly. box office. It made yes. 60 mil domestic oh total. Oh, my God. Yeah, which which should have opened to 60. That's that how Will movies open. Terrible. So here we go. I mean, Karate it, Kid opened to 50. Griff, let's see how you do. Okay. So it's I was trying to name the top it five. It opened May 31st. Uh, 2013, it opened number three at the box office. Okay, I have to put myself in a time and a place. I, w- I was in... The number one movie is in its second week. Okay, week. I think I can get this. I was in I was in Cleveland when this movie came out. So you were shooting draft day. I was. I was there for five weeks, and I didn't have any friends, so I went to go see movies a lot by myself <laughs> sure. at the mall in Cleveland. What about Timothy Simons? He, we became friends later, right. yeah. But he also, he has uh, kids. So he'd often oh, go home boring. on the weekends. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, Just he'd like, fly back home his to his children. Weekends. Yeah. So on the weekends, I would. I didn't have a car. I didn't drive. Uh, our hotel was in the middle of nowhere. Um, I remember when I went to see After Earth, it was right after, or not right after, but it was shortly around uh, after the time of, um, whatchamacallit, uh, the, the shootings in the Dark Knight Rises theater. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. So right. I, like, have a backpack on me at all times. Yeah. I took an hour and a half bus because that was the closest place playing After Earth, and I wanted to go see it. So I went to an like, hour and a half bus? Yeah. From it, Cleveland to where? From I I don't know. I was okay, outside whatever. of Cleveland. That okay, was the thing. I was enough, outside right. of Cleveland. You had to go Cleveland. like into Cleveland or whatever. Right, whatever it was. And I get to this like strip mall in the middle of nowhere where After Earth is playing and they're like, sir, we can't let you in the theater. You have a backpack. Can you leave it in your car? And I was like, I just took an hour and a half. Uh, so did you not see it? They ended up locking my backpack in like the party sure, space of right. the movie theater or something. Couldn't they just... Open it and like look That's and see that. I said I was like, oh, dude, I'm just I I came all this way to see After Earth. Like, can't you have some empathy for me? You know this yeah. isn't going to end well. <laughs> um, but okay, so I saw a lot of movies yeah, that month, but by myself. I think number <sighs> number one. Number one. I I I need to think about number one a little more. Okay, Jesus. I believe now you see me was in the top That's five. Cr- number two. That's number it o- two. It okay, opened open the, the same, same week. Beat After Earth. Number one, so it's May 31st. Yeah. Uh, uh, has Hangover 3 come out? Hangover 3 is number six. Wow, so it dropped that quickly. Yeah, in its second weekend, it's number six. That's right. Wow. God, Hangover 3. Hangover 3. Uh, Avengers is still number one, right? Nope. Avengers is 2013. Oh, oh, this is 2013. 2013. Let me, I'll put it to you this way. Yeah. You like this movie. I like this movie. A lot. And this was like the first big May release. Oh, Iron Man 3? Nope. Wait, but did Iron Man 3 come out that year? Uh, Maybe. Oh, yeah. Iron Man 3 is number seven. Okay, fuck. Uh, it's been out for five weeks. I like this movie a lot. Is it a Pixar movie? No. Uh, it's not a kid's movie? No. But I like it a lot. Oh, yeah. It's like I've mentioned it a lot to you. Probably. Give me one more hint. It's a sequel? Fuck, I was already assuming that. It's the sixth sequel in a oh, series. Oh, Fast and Furious 6. Obviously. Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> what a dummy I am. Yeah. Of course that's what it was. In its second week. Okay. It's already made 170 mil in two weeks. So Fast and Furious 6. Now you see me. After Earth is number three, open to $27 million. Okay. And then Iron Man is seven. Yeah. Hangover is it's six. six. Uh, yeah. uh, can I throw one out? You're going to be impressed that I pulled. Epic yeah, is number, number four. Five. I five. never thought you would get that. Wow. I, I was going to get Epic. that one. God, yeah. who remembers that? I remember it was an animated movie. I remember that it was the one movie I didn't see. Yeah, that, alone I mean, good in Cleveland. Call. Number four is uh, Star Trek Into Darkness. Oh yeah, I, oh. I forgot that movie exists. Yeah, you've also got Great Gatsby in there. Uh, you've got a believe a Bollywood movie number nine. Yeah, yeah, Jawani Hi Dewani. I, I mean, yeah. I'm probably getting that wrong. And number ten, Mud. 
That's a crazy top ten. Weird top ten. Weird top. Francis Ha is number twelve. It's like a kind of a weird like mix of indies and big blockbusters, crappy sequels. It was a simpler time. After Earth. It was a simpler time. (laughs) Two, three years ago. Uh, Yeah. So it ends up with sixty mil, which is like terrible. It does well overseas. Awful. Yeah. It does. That's an awful show. It does one hundred eighty overseas, which is also bad for Will Smith. It clears two hundred and forty mil. Worldwide, which is about probably what they spent making. Yeah, I think so. Movie. I think the, uh, with like DVD and whatever factor in, I think they probably it was like net neutral. He has which only, is not a good result. The only movies he's made that did worse are Ali, Focus, Made in America. I don't even. Yeah, Concussion, Bagger Vance, Drama. Six Degrees. Yeah, but like Made in America, he's not even counting. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm yeah. Reading but he never he never made a blockbuster that performed this poorly. Uh, Ali is probably the only one you could argue is close to them. I mean, Costs yeah. a lot of was, money. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, but I mean, he has said that this is the biggest disappointment of his career. Yes. Yeah, that's the thing. And I yes. feel so bad for M. Night because I, as much as he fucks it up over and over again, every movie he makes, like The Happening, Wahlberg comes out of that and he's like, that was a mistake. I shouldn't have made yeah. that movie. Yeah. Last Airbender. And like the people who made The Last Airbender were like basically like, we won't acknowledge that movie even exists. Right, yeah. After Earth, yeah. Will Smith is like, I ruined my son's career. I made a huge mistake. Yeah. But I feel it's like- It's not like Wild Wild West where like there were a lot of other voices that kind of fucked that movie up. This was Will Smith's movie. He had always said Wild West was like his biggest regret in right. life. Yeah. And he said, this replaced it because I dragged my son into it with me. Yeah. Like I made it personal. Um, I think I might didn't do a terrible job with this movie. I, I think there's some good sequences. I feel like if that IMDb trivia fact is true, and like I believe it is whether or not he was literally like the co-director sure, like, of the right. film. From a visual standpoint, he did fine. I think the sequences are fairly well put together. If Will himself, Billy, had that much <laughs> power over the story, you know, and like the world building, those are most of our gripes. Like, yeah. I'm sure Will was like, I think it's good if they have no emotion. Like, for whatever reason, right. he studied that. That doesn't seem like an M. Night decision. I think it was a bad pairing to bring him in there because M. Night was in this very stoic mode already at that yeah, point. Yeah, and he's an auteur. Like, he needs to do his own stuff. Yeah. As yeah. much as he's out of his mind at this point, like, he needs yeah. to do his own stuff. Don't make him do someone else's script. But somehow this movie that was supposed to be like, we're just going to give you, it's a gimme, and then you'll get back on your feet, yeah. knocks him down even further. It's His true. name was not in the poster. They didn't put him in the advertising that much. Um, yeah, I'm looking at the poster. And it really was kind of like the the last like big strike for him, in a way, until he had to rebuild himself with the next movie. Yeah, I wonder we'll if he... You know, he made he made a choice with the next movie. I wonder if like he had been like, okay, let me try and get another big blockbuster. If he would have been able to do it, I don't know. Oh, I guarantee you he tried. You think so? They they there was a drama he was supposed to make with um, uh, Bruce Willis. Well, th- that's the one we were talking about. No, but there was another one that Look, was a solo Bruce Willis. It was him going on a spiritual journey. It wasn't the one with Bradley Cooper. There was a movie that was bad. like, yeah, it sounded really. Yeah, why bad. would anybody like? Yeah. the thing about a director like M Night. Is like if you can get a star to be in a movie, mm-hmm. then you get to make the movie. Yes. Like, and that's like how a lot of directors who are sort of big names work. You mm-hmm. know, it doesn't matter. Like, it's how the Wachowskis work. They yeah. can get big names, and then the studio's like, "All right, fine. Like, you got you got the actors. Yeah. Like, we'll do it." So maybe he could have gotten Bruce Willis or whatever. But Bruce Willis at that point, yeah, I don't he makes think a was lot of crap. big enough to. Yeah, he yeah. was making so much bullshit. Um, Will Smith after this. Uh, you know, he had always been very strategic in his career. And it was yeah. like, I do summer movies. And he analyzed, like, story structure. And it was like, a hero always needs to be this and do this. And there were a lot of big films he turned down because he'd be like, I didn't think the story worked on this level. Right. Which, by his standards, was like a very set, like, he had a very specific idea of how a hero has to function. That's why there were always 
he was sort of the savior. He was the last one, or he had to sacrifice himself, or whatever it was. And then after this movie, sort of the rules go out the window for him. Yeah, yeah. Like, he makes this, and then he sort of said it was a big breakthrough moment for him. His father died shortly afterwards. And he said in interviews that, like, he had this moment where his father died, and he was like, I've been trying to become, like, the perfect movie star, and I realize it doesn't fucking matter. Like, my dad's going to die no matter what. Right. And I brought my son into this. And he sort of threw out the rule book and, like, focuses a, a February release yeah. of, like, a yeah. pretty small... It's basic, like, like, it feels this, like an 80s Hollywood movie. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's yeah. just like, oh, famous guy, yeah, some sexy fun, right? Yeah. Like, right, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. like, focus is kind of revolutionary for how small it is. Yeah. Like, I mean, a, a, how small it makes the biracial, like, romance thing. Mm. Like, it's so uh, offhand. Can we also talk about the May-December romance thing? Was yeah, he like yeah, 20 years yeah, older than yes, Margot Robbie? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Come on, Bruce. Yeah. But I, mean, I also, Will. I like that it's like such a small, like contained little thing. And it was just like, yeah. oh, here's just like a Will Smith. Here's a spring movie for yeah. you. Here's like a winter Will Smith. And then Concussion was like a drama, but they didn't, you know. Yeah. Concussion was more of an obvious Oscar play that just right. didn't work. Yeah. You can see another year where that would have worked or and I, just a little bit. But I mean, he hired the worst director for it. Yes. I do think he's excellent in that movie. I think that movie is just a uh, piece yeah, of garbage. it's not good so you're at saying, all. Okay. I'm saying, I was gonna make a tell the truth joke. Yeah, I, I was gonna know. do this. Answer. I like. I feel yeah, like. Why not? Who cares? You know, Mark. His accent in concussion is better than his accent in after. No question, because it's based off a yeah. real accent that. But human even that have. accent though is not like he doesn't actually sound like the guy. No, no, which no. Is like, but it is at least a consistent accent, <laughs> yeah. I guess. Yeah. But um, you are correct. And then Suicide Squad. Will Smith's 47, Margot Robbie's 25. Just definitely. Great. Yeah. No, that's yeah. a good. Well, that's a good balance. No, I get that Will Smith's like you know. Like, I, 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 we'd all hit it. I mean, that's a good looking guy. <laughs> I mean, think about on. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> think about it. Yeah. But like Will Smith is pretty close to being the age Barack Obama was when he was elected president. Yeah, that's and crazy. like that's like I, Obama keeps saying like he's got the ears. He should play me. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, that's well, gonna happen. Will wants to play. That's gonna yeah, happen. He said it a lot. Yeah. But Suicide Squad looks like something he never would have signed on to do five years. Yeah. Ago. No. Absolutely. I not. think he would have been too image conscious no. to play like a villain. Not yeah. only. Is is he in that movie? But they a, are not marketing it on the back it's of not Will Smith. A Will Smith. No, it is it's offensive a, to me that they're not doing that. Wait, why? No, that's part of the point. I guess. I, see, I think it's kind of cool. Like as yeah. much as I want it to be a Will Smith movie, I want it to be a Will Smith movie. It damn makes it. me feel good for Will as a person. Right. That it's he's like, like you, ready to just be in an ensemble. Yeah. And like crush it. And I, I guarantee I, you, I, he's like the lead in that movie. Yeah. Well, he must Chad right is one of the focal points. Yeah. I Suicide think it's him and Harley Quinn are like the leads. Yeah, but they yeah, also yeah. like, I mean, it's Wait, the, it's the Margot poster. Robbie again. I just yeah. put that together. Are they yeah. buddies or something? I think so. I hope you they know, keep making movies together. I mean, you just sort of, when when you're hot, you're hot. You yeah. know what I mean? Clicking. Yeah. <laughs> and I think they're good together. I think that Suicide Squad's, I'm not excited for it. I don't think it'll be good. I don't but know. I do think it could be better than Batman v Superman, I, I colon, think Dawn of Justice. There is almost no chance <laughs> that I like be. Batman versus Superman more than <laughs> yeah, Suicide Squad. Uh, I got, I'm, I'm so like, I tweeted the other day, I don't know if you saw this, it was probably at three o'clock in the morning knowing me, but I tweeted American Crime Story colon Batman v Superman. <laughs> oh, and, I saw that. And then yeah. I tweeted, uh, uh Batman the, v the people, Superman. the people v OJ Simpson colon Dawn, Dawn of, of Justice. Justice. <laughs> and I was like, both titles are better now. It's the worst, <laughs> like, the worst title. It's the that's worst the, title. That's the number one worst title I've ever heard. <laughs> I was breaking this down the other day. A, the V thing is so pretentious, yeah. right? We've talked about it Just on this podcast. Just call the movie Batman versus Superman. Yeah. But here's the other thing. The subtitle, you imagine that someone's in the theater and the title comes up and it's Batman v Superman. They go, eh, pass. Then the, fade in, Dawn of Justice. Is. 
Oh shit! Justice <laughs> is dawning in this movie. Well, wait a second. Now Hold you up. got me. If, if justice God, is gonna about dawn, to be some justice happening. I'm all about wait, opening deck. Can I get my Fandango app out right now? But James, let's clarify. Justice isn't happening. It's just dawning. It's dawning. It's dawning. Yeah. No, this I don't is... want justice to happen. I want it to begin. I want it to just kind of start, like kind of rise a little bit. I like a prelude to justice. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, worst title of all time. Uh, After Earth, I give it a B minus. I give it like a C minus. Okay, I think I'll hover. You'd be in the middle. Yeah, uh, maybe I'll do plus. like a. Uh, yeah, maybe I'll do like a. A B. Maybe I'll do a B, just like a solid B. Oh wow! wow. Okay, so you're in the middle. A gentleman's B. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'd say like, but that's like two and a half stars, you know. But it's like fun. But whatever, it's fine. It's like not a lot of fun to watch, you know. <laughs> I don't glad think I, I ever th- want to watch this movie again. No, I, you know, I'm glad I took three years to watch is, it again. But it I might worked. watch it again. Yeah. Is the thing because I so. I want to not like it, but it. But after the first twenty-five to thirty minutes or so, I'm on board. Yeah, all right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I. It doesn't help that I have watched too many M Night movies in this yeah, last month. God, I'm you like, know, yeah. Like if I had come across this on cable, maybe the mood would have been a little different. I used to be a huge M Night fan. Yeah. Like a, we like a we loved him. huge yeah. fan. He was yeah. my guy. So when did he lose my you? Shit. We're on the same uh, page. Unbreakable is one of my favorite movies ever. And then I think I first started to be like, I don't know, with The Village. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, Late in Water, Water, I bought, I like didn't go see it in the theater. I just bought the DVD. You blind like, bought it. And I was like, yeah, let me see. Let me see this. I love Paul Giamatti. I love sure. Bryce Dallas Howard. This is great. But M. Night Shyamalan. And then that was just not good at all. No. Uh, so, yeah. And then I... Then the happening was when I stopped. I just stopped going to yeah. see his movie. Um, there definitely like has. It, I, there's a point in every week now for me where I'm like, I gotta watch. Yeah, I'm very it. excited that we are now done with. It that. feels like tax day is when once I finish, a week for when me. I, finish like, oh, I gotta fucking do that thing. Oh my god! When I finished the visit, which I have finished, uh, like I really there was a palpable sense of relief, especially since I yeah. love all of the movies of our next director. Yeah, we're directors. doing the Wachowskis next. Oh great! Which yeah. is like we we like those. I actually <laughs> yeah. like those movies. Yeah. Those movies are like controversial, but like yeah. we like them. <laughs> you know? So I'm excited. That's yeah. good. Um, well, James, thank you so much for being on the yeah, show. Yeah, thanks for having me. James, it was a pleasure. Yeah. You're the best in the biz. Uh, mm-hmm. Anything you want to plug? Uh, Black Man Can't Jump in Hollywood. It's a great podcast. Great podcast. Uh, the best. Find us on Spreaker, iTunes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm at James Third Comedy on Twitter and also any social media platform. It's James Third Comedy. Yeah. And you're doing lots of stuff. You're stand up. You're on a uh, sketch team here at the UCB. Yeah, you're, you're, yeah. you're around. I'm around. Yeah. Look me up. Yeah. Uh, D- David, anything, anything you want to plug? Anything I want to plug? Yeah. Uh, I interviewed Gerard Carmichael. Oh, hey. That was fun. That's really cool. That's uh, that'll go up on the Atlantic at some point. I mean, you're literally asking me something to plug. That's the yeah, last I thing I did. He was a great interview. Yeah. yeah, it seems like it would be. Interviews usually, I don't. You know, they can just be so awful. Like, or the guy can just obviously be so busy. Yeah. And or like is being like handed a phone, or you're getting to it, and they're just like. Yeah, so, you know, like, they sort of click into the, like, no. Gerard Carmichael just wants to talk about shit all day. He wants day. to, like, yeah. talk. Yeah. 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 And, and that's why he makes a... that awesome show that's just yeah, about people yeah. talking yeah. about shit. people talking, yeah. Uh, I, I so like... everyone watch the Carmichael show yeah. on NBC Sunday nights. <laughs> I, like, six, maybe seven years ago was in L.A. and did, like, my friend's stand-up show, and he was on the bill mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Um, and we were, like, backstage, and he, he went up first. And came out afterwards, and like everyone was like, "Oh, hey, how to go out there?" And he was like, "No, I did all right. I feel like, no, I'm like, I, I feel like I haven't been that funny recently." And he's oh, like, wow. "But I feel like uh, everyone else is like really funny these days." 
And he was like, like, I'm just like, I feel like I'm being, I'm doing a really good job of like watching other funny people. Like I'm like <laughs> going to these shows and just watching other people be funny. And I'm like, you know, I don't want to stop doing comedy because I get to watch all these other people be funny. And I was like, that's the most endearing thing I've ever heard a stand-up say. Like he had this excitement like it was Christmas morning. And he was like, like, I'm sorry I have to leave because it's like, she guys are really funny. Like I just want to watch other funny people. Yeah. And I was like, this guy's the fucking best. He's yeah. the best. He's like, he's like the purest human being. Yeah. Um, wow. well, that was so a yeah. lot of praise for Gerard Carmichael. I like him a lot. Uh, I'd like no, to plug the Carmichael show. He's a great show. It's Do you guys NBC watch it? It's, really, it's very good. I've seen all of the first season, so mm-hmm. yeah. Carmichael. Second season, I would say, I mean, it's just sort of very consistent, but maybe even a little better. I also asked him a lot about Mike Scully, who works on that show. Interesting. Because he Former loves Simpsons The Simpsons. Writer, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. he said Mike Scully's the coolest. Yeah. Anyway. Good plug. Uh, watch the Carmichael show. Uh, follow James on Twitter. Uh, listen <laughs> follow James to his on podcast. Twitter. I'm David L. Sims on Twitter. We never plug our Twitter. Oh, yeah. I'm Griff Lightning. I'm also Rate Griff- and review. Listen to other UCB podcasts. Oh, yeah. Uh, also, I'm Griff Lightning on the Star Wars Card Trader app. Uh, yeah, a, a listener recently uh, traded me a good TC14 card. I appreciate that. Very cool. Uh, very cool. Um, and, <laughs> I don't know. I'm getting so punchy right now. We have to record a second episode today. Our oh. next episode, Woo! The Village, mm-hmm. The Village, The Visit, The Visit, the visit Village, uh, the final End Night Shyamalan movie, we're going to do a bonus episode with uh, The Buried Secret and some other, uh, I think, appendix type oh, material. Oh, Jesus, when are we going to do that? I don't know. But- well, we'll see if we <laughs> yeah, do that. Yeah. I want to move on, but whatever. I want to do one more to wrap stuff up, because I, I think I can pull off some We might like do that later. God knows when we'll do that. Our next episode is The Visit with Gas Lewis Peitzman of mm-hmm. BuzzFeed. BuzzFeed. Yeah, BuzzFeed. Uh, we'll be recording that in half an hour, but you folks will listen to it a week from now. Um and uh love you all. Yep. And uh as always. And as always, just just keep ghosting. <laughs> keep ghosting. Keep ghosting. This has been a UCB Comedy Production. Check out our other shows on the UCB Comedy Podcast Network. 